Hi there. How much of our lives have we lost due to Windows changing audio settings on me for no reason and on you for no reason? Ah, that's I put it in the realm of hours. Certainly, I swear to God, it's so. When we uh, set up this bullshit. And I sat down. Wooly, you describe my audio as crispy, yes? Crispy. As and my so grandma would say, crispy. I, I stand up and I go, fucking shit. Because I have a, a, a dumb furry animal cat over there that loves to step on and lie down on my mixer. So I walk over and... Sure enough, there's some knobs, the equalizer's a little pushed around, right? And Oh, man, what am I going to do? Oh, I'll just set all these back to to normal. Nothing. And sure enough, it's the same fucking thing it always is. Windows changed something for no reason. Yep. Yep. Every single fucking time. Yep. That update fucks with your shit. It didn't even fucking update, which is why I'm so confused. Hmm. Extra weird, then. It just decided to fucking change. I bet, I bet anything that me fucking around with the RTX shit caused Windows to, like, reset to some fucking default shit, like last night. Hmm. Could be. I mean, on automatically, if you switch the, 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 no, um, yeah, your noise levels around they tend to be shared by most programs. So that's always a, a a thing. If you fuck with it in one and then close it and then go over to another, it'll maintain that same level. So there's a lot of ways it can it can I hate it. It can bork up. Just always stay the same. Yes. Just always stay the same, please. Yeah, no, pretty much. There were computers back at the day back at the uh, the labs downstairs in the uh the mech tech area in college. And I remember like we would go to our labs down there and like those computers were all uh, running deep freeze, which is just, you can do whatever you want when this computer power cycles, it will be back to a set state. You can install anything. You can fuck with anything. It doesn't matter. Deep freeze will never break. And it was like, it was magical. It was magical because, like, you could take over that computer uh, for the entire weekend if need be. Go home, come back, you know, set up your projects, render, do whatever you need to. But you power cycle and it, it it's a perfectly clean slate every single time. Those like are moon. Those are the good days, yeah. And whatever settings, whatever software is on it, it's a clean, clean, clean slate. Just drives me crazy. We even had a fun thing where you sent me a fucking screenshot of like, Pat, you check this one. This one always is the problem. Yeah. And that function, that those fucking things don't even exist in my current version of Windows. Yeah. They removed some of the ones that would fuck us up in the past only to change different shit for some reason. Speaking of speaking of clean slates, um, some people have uh, you know wrote in to let me know that um, 
there's some unsatisfactory customers uh, that are, are not pleased with the integrity of the passes they've been provided uh, over the last week. And uh, I just wanted to bookend that and let everybody know that, listen, um, I understand that, you know, there may have been some issues. I feel like I, I feel like I was kind of forced to address that. Uh, 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 there was a lot of unhappy people with, um, with, with what they were provided with this, with the, uh, the product they were given. And I, and I suppose that's, that's on me, but I just want to, before we, you know, uh, before we zip it up and, and pass it along and, you know, uh, put the topic away. I just want to let people know that um, uh, I, can, I I hear your problems and I and I have a perfect solution for you. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for those of you who are listening right now, I would like to introduce N Pass Plus and N Pass Premium, a service which you can subscribe to for a low monthly fee, in which you will be provided with. Not only all the benefits of owning your end pass, but you will actually have a monthly refresher so that every 30 days you are guaranteed a brand new, like it is an updating, you know, QR code. It can be scanned to make sure that your pass is valid. It is double checked against the database Mm -hmm. and everyone scans it and goes beep. Hey, green light, you're good to go. It's, it's kind of like walking through the airport and swinging around your boarding pass. And they're like, hey, there it is. He's got the updated mm-hmm. one, right? That's what you got going on. N-Pass Plus, pretty pretty handy service. You get it all together on a, on a monthly basis. N-Pass Premium, however... If this is where we're the the big the big the big Johns comes in because you bring in you bring in your N plus plus services plus you get access to the unique uh I'm, we're, we're calling it your face service it is your face you can determine what you would like your face to look like with any form any form of <laughs> any form of uh, uh of modification uh whether that be you know color or simply any you know usually colors where we stick with it your face uh coming soon to uh and pass premium um and we're currently looking at the we're, we're not we're not working on it we're working on it uh no promises yet but we're currently working on um possibly expanding and plat and pass to include uh other alphabet passes so we will let you know about the passes for the rest of the alphabet that might be included in the end pass premium service uh coming soon so um please stay tuned and thank you for your uh kind and loyal patronage so uh that's all good and well what's the cost well we're currently working that out at the moment um in terms of uh uh dollar value we're not 100% certain but a pound of flesh is what we're operating with at the moment all right, all right. let's do that all right what's the modern day can we do some quick uh so I have I have some definitions for you, Wooly. Yeah, if we can do if we can do some quick um, 
uh, uh, um, market value estimations on um, uh, the approximate value of 40 acres and uh, and, and, and the, the market cost for one mule. Uh, if we can figure out that exact current day value, I think we can start operating with a number. All right, so I I have I got I got uh, three problems for you. One is market, uh, and mm. two are legal. Okay. Number one is uh, if your if your uh, definitive cost is one pound of flesh, mm-hmm. you probably get that for like fucking three ninety down at the grocery store because you didn't specify a pound of what flesh, right? And consume uh, considering it's illegal to sell human flesh, right? I assume you meant flesh in general. Two is uh, there. I, I I was looking up some legal terms while uh, you were doing this. Okay, you're definitely guilty of one. You're probably guilty of the second. First of all, the issue uh, with the original batch of passes and any subsequent passes in the face of legal or community opposition. Uh, you're basically engaging in planned obsolescence. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. In industrial design and economics, it's a policy of planning or designing a product that has an artificially limited useful life. Mm. These things are not worth the paper they're printed on. You're okay. giving them out knowing that they will expire. And on top of that, I suspect that you knew that that first batch of passes would not go through well, which makes you guilty of racketeering. Because racketeering, according to TheBalance.com, what is racketeering from September 25th, 2019, is a criminal activity in which a person or organization engages in a racket. A racket is when a criminal creates a problem for others for the explicit purpose of solving that problem for money. So what you're saying is... You invented a fake pass specifically so that you could extort people when it became obsolete. Now, hold on. That's not what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is, uh, especially with, with the first definition, it's not that these passes are invalid. It is that they were valid give or take 100 or 200 years ago and that they are currently no longer valid but there there was a range of time in which their validity did exist however that time that's not true that's the fine print because you are the one signing those passes and you were born in the 80s that is past the ostensible validity of these passes, meaning there was never a point in time in which they were valid. So if, if a customer chooses guilty of to ignore the expiration date on the pass, if the customer does not check the expiration date on the passes and does not read the fine print and, that and does not read all of the legalese, they are liable for their own outcomes which Will may vary putting something in fine print 
or putting something in a EULA is not a legally actionable defense. Which is why it's not only on the EULA. It is not only on the EULA, which you must scroll down and mash X to get through, but it is also printed on the pass itself. There is an expiration date, and that expiration Uh date dates back some 400 years ago. But if the the user of the pass does not pay attention to the fact that the expiration date is currently no longer valid, valid there is nothing that we here at at, at our at, at this humble mom and pop shop can do about that you can't sell items like this isn't even planned obsolescence this is innate obsolescence you can't sell uh, uh, a fucking carton of milk and say this is milk right and the expiry date on date of sale is two years ago. Well. That's illegal. That's fraud. Well. You're selling fraudulent passes. And then you're trying to hit people with a racket in order to re-up their fraudulent passes. Well, now, well, hey, hey now, listen. The digital collector's edition we're describing here is one that includes no physical objects to begin with. So, quite frankly, you know, you can you can... You can you can say all you want about you know the 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 the, the nature of of the past being a uh, 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 fraudulent, but you know if we say that like hey this this digital pass right here uh, is pending, Wooly. it's pending. There's a QR code on it, and you and and it's like you know maybe sell digital passes that would only be good prior to the invention of electricity. <laughs> Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> your, you are setting yourself up for a class action lawsuit. A class action lawsuit. <laughs> That's right. You sold a lot of passes over the last week, and they are bullshit. Um, People need to get their money back. Um, acres and mules. We deal with acres and mules over here. I don't... Nobody's got mules, dude. Well, that's why we do... Some people have acres, but mules are, like... Who even has a mule? Like, does Plague even have a fucking mule? I mean, probably not. It's got some kind of animal. Hey, you know, like, this is an old-timey, stupid question. It's more about real estate than racism. Mm -hmm. Isn't 40 acres way more valuable than a single mule? Oh, fucking crazy. Like, wild. Yeah, 40 acres is insane. Like, 40 acres is a is a, a fucking chunk of land. It's a humongous chunk of land. It is it is a it is more than enough to like to have multiple fields that you can till what and it, plow. So I'm not I'm not super familiar with acres and hectares and all but that. But people shit. people people owned like hundreds of acres, you know what I mean? So So uh 40 acres is 0.15 square kilometers. Can I get a photo of this? What is what is it in football fields? In yeah, football fields. I mean, back what, what back back when here? we had a, a giant empty fucking frontier. Um, then it was like you can just forty acres is a football field. Uh, no, there, uh, no, no. A football field is one acre. Okay, so it's forty football fields. Is that correct? 
I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm looking at like 10 different diagrams. One acre is about the size of a football field, give or take like five an yards. Acre, an the... acre is not a football field. An acre is not a football field. That's not I'm it. going to send you a fucking photo of a football stadium is a fucking acre, you piece of shit, lying, fraudulent asshole. Hey, man. There, there's a whole article here. Well, don't, don't, be, don't be hating on entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship? You're not even selling anything. I am selling an experience. I, you're to, selling an experience for yourself. I'm selling an experience. You're selling it to yourself. I'm selling it. I am selling it to those who would pay to have this experience. Before you call into question my character uh-huh. as a simple, humble entrepreneur, one who's trying to just make its way onto Shark Tank so I can get in front of the sharks and say, who wants in on this? <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to get in front of the sharks and let them know. But uh, before you call that into question, I ask you to call into question the the the, the, the values of my customers, my cherished dear. You're, you're right, Wooly. Obviously, it is the people buying your product on a goof, not the person who has commodified transactional racism. <laughs> If people want to purchase their N-Pass, N-Pass Plus, or N-Pass Premium, which now includes the Your Face service, who am I to stop them? Who are you to stop them? There is more than enough fine print. There is an expiration date. There is a clear cost. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. There are family members of yours that are lawyers. You have buddies that are lawyers. Sure. Just putting fine print on things doesn't make it legal. You know that, right? You understand that. You can't just find things away. You cannot create a commodity that will sell to people and and not uh, and not acknowledge that if it's sold, it's because there was a demand. It's a non-valid commodity. It's an experience. You're like selling people like wishes. It's an understanding. Or like tears. It's snake oil. It is a it is a cultural understanding. It's a movement. N word pass premium is a movement. <laughs> you don't get it. You just don't get it. You're not. You're not up to it. You don't understand the way things are moving. You know, this is a digital world. How are they moving? This is a fat. This, is a, this is a digital world. This is a, a world mm-hmm. of 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 constantly changing. There's apps. There's fucking. You know, like the 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 old dot com boomer days are behind us. We got new shit right. going on, and that's why we're working on an app. We're working on an app, but that's the, the app, what does the app even do? That's only for investors. That's only for investors. We don't, we're not going to talk about that publicly just yet. Who the fuck's going to invest in this shit? Oh well, you know, there's some people out this there. De facto fraudulent there's, bullshit. There's some people out there that are looking to buy some shares. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's some shares that are people people are trying to grab. You know. You're going to go to jail over this shit. This is so obviously fraudulent. Quite frankly, I'm thinking of taking N word pass premium. Uh, I'm thinking of taking it uh, private at 420. You meant public. You you meant public. public. Funding secured. You meant at good. I'm thinking. I'm businessman. I'm th- I'm thinking of taking good. it public. Funding secured. Quite frankly, uh-huh. the st- quite frankly, the stocks are too high right now. 
The N-word oh. past premium stocks are way too high right now. So I would say, you so. know, you careful saying that shit. You could you could wipe out some value. All right, funding fucking secured. We're getting in there. You need to you need to understand that there is a there is a. All right, so let me ask you then: What's the fine print? Say I, say I buy uh, today. You're selling the new and improved. Oh well, hey, I'm uh, I'm not the le- and, I'm not the legal department here. I can't recite that off the top of my head. There's a lot of Wooly, there's a lot of words. Wooly, there's a lot of technicalities. You are just arguing legalese with me, you cannot now go say that you're not the legal department. There's a lot. There's a lot of technicalities out there that ways. need to be worked out. I can have you it can't always. Defend it when you want, and then not when you don't. There's there is a lot to 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 you know and and, and let's be real it would take a long time. Also, to go it's a it. company of you, so yes, you are the legal department. There are people right now that are working very hard to put yeah. food on their tables with uh-huh. what they are paid from the N Pass Plus Premium Service, and you name one are denying those people. Name one. <laughs> <laughs> name one name one salaried employee at N Pass Productions. That is not you. Min. Who do you want to throw <laughs> under the bus on this one? Min. Give me give me a single employee. Min AKA oh, He does it for free! <laughs> you can't count him. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm not here to divulge the personal lives of our employees and 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 the places that um, this company is going. It's not about whether uh, 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 it's about whether you're on board or are not because we're going high. We're going places with this. This business is blowing up right now. And quite frankly, uh, if you're if you're not on, then I get it. That's fine. You're off. You're left in the dust. That's okay. But to those out there who understand. Uh, the nature of business, the nature of supply, the nature of demand, and of course, who understand that there is a clientele that is uh, uh, very, very adamantly looking around for their passes every time they go to a concert. Every time it's about, <laughs> every time they 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 hit they hit the favorite concert. Yeah, a lot of concert, a lot usually hip hop concerts. You know, you hit the f- okay. you hit you hit you hit the the the, the banger for the night, and you're, you're not going down to Phil Collins. No, 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 no. You, but you hit up you hit up your favorite concert, and then you're just like, oh fuck, where was it? And then you're checking your pockets, and it's nowhere to be found. And this is where you pull out the app, you flash that QR code, right? The screen automatically brightens. Someone walks over, goes beep, and goes, "Hey, look at that! It's valid." Okay, Wooly. You're now able I, to enjoy I, I have, your music. I have, I have a couple questions. All right. I might not have Question answers. Number one: Have you settled on a price for the 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 new and past premium? Approximate market value: forty acres and one mule. Okay, so that is. <sighs> Approximate land value of 40 acres, Montreal. Quebec lots and lands for sale on Duproprio. We're looking at fucking a million dollars. Oh, well, hey, there's a lot of influencers and TikTok. Plus mule. There's a, Plus mule. Yeah, Mule's not a million dollars. No, there's, there's a lot of tic- uh, TikTok kids that are that are really, that, that, can, that can dump that easily. There's a lot. There's a lot of okay, hold on. fire fire festival folks that could that could uh, you know okay, anyone who so posted an orange photo. 
an orange photo? Yeah, they, they those they're the influencers who all like um pushed the the Fire Festival uh campaign. They all posted a picture just an orange screen on their on their, mm. you know. Anyway, that's fine. Doesn't matter. All right. So, I'm taking a look and ironically enough, Canadian fraud laws don't I don't see have, why we why do we have to don't have dollar amounts associated with them. Uh, so the, it's a blanket. It's not the amount of fraud. It's just fraud. And you're looking at 14 years. Hey, listen. Held that deprivation is satisfied on proof of detriment, prejudice, or risk of prejudice. I don't see it why. It's not even essential. There is actual loss. Why you got to bring this negative energy in my sphere? Why you got to bring this energy in my space like this? You know? I don't. I don't understand why you can't just step aside or step on. Why you got to walk into the space and bring it down like this? I don't. I don't appreciate it. I don't. Wait, app- how many people do? You, how many people do you think can even afford like a million dollar pass? Well, that's why we have different price charts coming out. But we're right now. We're talking about. Well, right now. I mean, we're, right now we're discussing. Right now we're discussing the forty acre and a mule value. You know, uh, but. We can we can we can we can work out monthly payments. We can work out, uh, you know, yearlies. We can figure it out based on your your so own I, individual like situation. Actually, uh, uh, I'd like to thank Plague of Gripes for helping us out on some of the numbers here. Uh, he went and did some land research, uh, and he puts uh, the USDA average acreage in America at thirty two hundred dollars an acre. Okay, so the N pass plus for the U.S. on average. Would cost one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. However, the nature of your acreage business plan means that the poorest areas are able to afford more passes. Mm. If you live in San Fran, I don't think anybody could afford that pass. Mm. If you live in shithole Kentucky passes for all so what you're saying is we have a sliding economic sale scale system that uh you know that 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 changes from state to state well actually i mean if you're talking acreage i mean you got to set some kind of distance from their home location like state to state would probably work Hmm. but like would it go city to city or like a county to county well, well, you know, now we're getting now we're getting into into real estate, quite frankly. And at that rate, I think what I would have to do is take it back to the board and uh, take a look and see, you know, uh, okay, if this area has this uh, uh the has this type of value, then we only have this many passes for that area. But if this area so what has this kind of value, then we have a lot more passes for this area because the population so is higher. What you're saying, Wooly, is that. Joe Exotic gets a discount N Pass Plus, but uh, he's a premium. He's a premium Bezos member. Does not. He's a premium member. He's a premium member. We uh, you know, he's a uh, he's in there. Don't don't you uh, you know? Listen, listen, listen. We don't we don't we don't we don't disclose. Somebody asked in the in the in the Ooh. chat. This is a really good question. Are the passes region locked? Are they region locked? How far are you able to travel from the date from the place of purchase for your pass? 
Is it wow. a state? Is it a national pass? Is it a county pass? Hmm. Is it a continental pass? Do you need to do you need to pay an extra fee when you go across state lines? Um okay, well as far as we're talking right now, uh we are serving the continental United States, Canada, and Mexico. Um Okay, so no Hawaii. Go fuck yourself. Uh, we are working with partners for with that are going to work out their coverage zones. And you know how when you you fly from here to like the states and then your phone service switches and it's like, hey, our partner, you're gonna be going from Rogers to AT. The regional and pass plus provider. Exactly. So, you know, if you're different if you fly to Japan, you gotta get Docomo to like uh, work with your phone services. Yeah, we, you gotta work it through with those individual rate regions. You know, they have are our partners that we're currently working with. You know, ideal ideal situation is we grow the business, we work it, we get international, but we're not international just yet. So right now we're working with partners who uh, will handle the passes in your own respective regions, seeing as All right, so the let, um, let me ask you because there's the gonna, results there's in re, in this. regions will change. Results change drastically did from region to region. Did you contact? The anime girl VTuber database now and give that whole industry a free pass while playing GTA 5 and watching the Lamar cutscene. Now it has come to our attention that the anime VTuber realm has been in violation of not purchasing a pass, and quite frankly. Uh, we're looking into it. It sounds possible th- that they did not know what they were doing. But ignorance, as you would know, I'm sure it's opening a browser in front of you, is no excuse um, when it comes to the law. So uh, the, the exact phrasing in uh, English law is usually ignorance is no defense of the law. Exactly. So, you know, when we're looking at this, um, the, the situation right now with the VTubers, I, 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 I'm, uh, again, we're not finished investigating it, but it seems that the local, uh, Japanese, uh, pass handlers will need, our partners over in, in Asia will need to, uh, locate and at least contact, you know, perhaps with a cease and desist. To let these VTubers know that uh, they have not acquired a pass and to direct them to where they can do so. Or cease all criminal activity. Wait, no, hold on. Criminal activity? You don't have the legal authority. To do no, that. you certainly don't. But hey, remember remember, remember when uh, a company stepped up and said, hey, we are the legal esports authority in Japan. And then J- yeah. Japan was like, what? Nuh-uh. And then... They're like, yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta pay us to get esports money, and then all the players were like, no, you don't, and then all the companies that make the games were like, yeah, no, that's cool, and the players were like, please don't make these people real, and they're like, no, they're real now. So then they became the authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I'm the authority on who can. You're no, 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 no. I'm saying if if I'm if, like if some if, uh, if you're the authority. no, no, no. I was I was quotation. I was saying I was making it's no, 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 no. Out of his mouth. Quote, Look at him backtrack. You're, now. you're 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 not letting me finish the statement, right? I, like I'm saying, like I'm the authority. Says random company that appears. No one in in, in Asia in Japan, right? No one contests it. 
We are yeah. now the authority. I'm 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 reciting the the precedent established by the JESU, right? And um, it is established that you know we we saw it happen with esports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see no reason it can't happen with uh, VTubers. Well, I mean, it. it I mean, you're going to be selling this this pass to the the U.S. I assume, right? I mean, that's that's my target audience. There's another. Again, we work with our partners. You know, I I have bad news for you. Uh, you can't sell the rights to language in the United States. Oh, that's not what we're selling. Again. Ex- what are what are you selling exactly? An experience. What does the pass contain? A mo- it's a movement. Is it the experience of literally like holding the pass in your hands or like It's a vibe. Okay, you're selling a vibe. <laughs> Could you be slightly more specific? And soon when our view when our VTuber friends get access to N Pass Purasu <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Perhaps, you know, they will be able to play all the Grand Theft Auto they want. Without uh, Well Willie, the your 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 product is becoming increasingly unclear. And in fact, I think you can sell the right to use certain language. Like I remember Adobe was getting all assholey about Photoshop. As unclear uh, as the usage of the word in question. I think the only solution to this going forward mm. to save yourself from racketeering trouble is that you will have to personally, that's Wooly Madden, must trademark and copyright the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, despite what uh, others have attempted to, to do, I don't think... Uh, we have been able to cross that boundary just yet. Uh, I, oh, you having trouble at the patent office? Well, um, it seems I've heard that attempts to, to trademark "you're fired" did not work, but at the same time, uh, the successful trademarking of "let's get ready to rumble" in the context of starting a competitive uh, uh, activity is valid. You understand? Yeah. So context appears to matter, and. Uh, I suppose I gotta say every time I ask you a question, your past gets shittier and shittier. Well, well, it doesn't seem I, to be worth well, a million. Well, dollars. here's what I'm saying: an attempt to trademark "you're fired" did not work in general, right? But an attempt to trademark, um, like "let's get ready to rumble," did work in the context of an opening of a competitive sport. Therefore. I don't know if we can work through the possibility of owning the word itself, but we can definitely use it and own it in context. And in the same way that you have it in context of a uh, competitive match starting, the context of at a concert, the context of, uh, you know, it, 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 when, when, what, what do you, you can, you can, you, you can contextually, is, uh, perhaps. What is your response to the claims that you do not have the authority to issue such passes, especially for money? Well, what, at the end of the day, what what who determines what the authority is? I'm going to say not you. Okay. 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 That's fine. That's fair. Ideally, but there there does not appear there would be a form of governing there, body. There, there appears to this. be no governing body that can actually determine 
what is what in this scenario. Therefore, he who takes the napkin first determines the pace. Are you upset that I'm taking the napkin? Are you upset that I'm determining the pace? No, I'm not. All my actions are those of justice. I am unclouded in my conviction. You have to understand. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Wooly, I you might in fact be guilty of a crime right now. By trying to sell these passes in Canada. Section 319.1 of the Canadian Criminal Code states that publicly inciting hatred is a criminal offense. It is an offense to communicate statements in a public place which will incite hatred against any identifiable group. Where it is like Pat, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Pat, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Uh, you're. I can't. Your mic's Crown not working cross, anymore. Crown prosecutor can proceed by. It either seems like your mic's not working process. anymore. Something's wrong. Um, Maximum penalty is imprisoned. I don't know if the mic issues you had years. earlier today are coming back to to haunt you, but I don't know if you worked it out completely. It seems like you might have. It seems. It seems like you might have some issues, folks. Uh, we're working it out right now. We're working it out. Um, let's see. Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Hey, what's up? Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, we had some issues. Hey, I was able to post the Wikipedia uh, documentation of the uh, hate crime statute you're violating right now in the chat. Uh, if you want to take a look at that. I don't. We don't. Hate crime statute. What do you even... How am I in violation of anything? What do you what do you even get on about? What is that? You, Where does that law apply? That law applies because you're communicating statements in a public space which incite hatred against identifiable groups. That is dumbasses dumb enough to buy your pass. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Also, i.e. I.e. non-black folk. How do you know? Hey, hey, who said what? What? Black? Who the fuck is talking about? No one said anything about black anything. What do you even? What what does this have to do with any of that? At no point. Some new. At no point did I say the word black anywhere. You just said that for the first time in this conversation. What does black have to do with it? Yes, I'm black. And what? So How is that relevant? You're I don't even understand how that's black relevant. Black has nothing to do with it. I would be able to start up my own NPass Plus. Secondly, secondly, you're talking about laws that apply. How do you know I'm not in the Cayman Islands right now? How do you I know? I can see you in your apartment right now. Yeah, well, you don't know if that's the same fucking background that was put else put somewhere else. You don't know if what, I moved my shit. Green screening to dodge local laws. Do I own a green ass? screen? You do. So what do you know? You don't know anything. Also, who knows whose name is on the ownership? Also, regardless of that, Willie, you are broadcasting to the internet, Ooh. which means you would be in violation of any particular law if you were to ever come back to that country. Nah, you again. You don't know. You don't know whose name is on the LLCs. 
And the LLC but means you're, you're, limited you're liability. You're literally promoting it with your voice. Listen, you <laughs> I said... I can see you. you s- I can literally see you right now. <laughs> you said something, something, something black. And I'm like, what? I don't know what you're... Anyways, listen. N plus, N pass plus, N plus premium, you face. It's a vibe. It's an experience. It's a movement. Those who know understand. They get it. What do you get with you face? Like literally, like what do you get? It's it's. I mean, you face. You know, um, you you face is a way of 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 interfacing uh-huh. with reality. Um, uh-huh. in in ways that you might not have ever experienced. It's it's a way of uh changing the way you experience the world while the world also changes like the it's way a pair of glasses the world changes the way that it sees you so uh-huh. you face is <laughs> yeah i'm listening <laughs> I'm listening. You, you face, you face is a simple, you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's, yeah, there's. Are there terms and conditions to you face? I mean, there limits as, well, to okay. Face? Like there, there might be a product. There might be some instructions. There might be. Okay. You know, um, again, it all sort of depends, but, but you face is about, uh, 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 trying, you know, it's, it's, we have some experts that have figured out, um, some really uh-huh. cool ways to change the way you perceive reality and to change the way reality is perceived. Well, no by one's you. gonna buy it based off this b- vague bullshit. No, that I mean, you, you'd be bats. surprised what a nice infomercial running at uh for for hours after four a.m. would do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. You're you know. And sense. and and that's it, man. You know. But what do you get with it? You get how specific is it? You get. You get it. I, I can't give away trade secrets. You know, well, you literally have to define a product for people to buy it, or else it's false advertising. It's not. F- what do you get with the U-Face pass? I'm, I'm. I think I can sell um, ideas and implications, and I think that people <laughs> can grasp what they want to grasp from these ideas and implications, and uh, they might like what they think. And if they like what they well, think, okay, but, then but they'll, here's the they'll thing, get though, the pass. Right? If you are selling ideas and implications, you need a fine print on that that's pretty explicit. So let me ask you, what does the U-Face Pass not come with? All right. So at this point in the commercial, you'd see an old couple fishing. Yeah. You'd see uh, a family riding their bike, you know, riding yeah. their, with their helmets. And uh, you'd see uh, a cute kid playing with a puppy. And, sure. um, you know, and then you'd, you'd see, um, you'd have a really good, uh, uh, person doing a voiceover speaking really, really fast about, um, side effects, terms and conditions, things that, you know, may yeah, or may the, not apply yeah. and, and all the, all the, all the, you know, everything involved. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we'll then cut back to these people. And at the end of their wholesome activities, that family lays out a blanket uh, in a park, and then we see that the old couple fishing is actually right next to the family on their on their picnic with their bikes, which is also right next to the kid with his puppy with the frisbee. And then it's gonna be—they're all gonna turn to the camera and be like, "You face, my life is That's better it. with it." 
That's but that you, it's not even you didn't even say anything. Well, what do you what do you get? You got to people are gonna buy a, a nothing. You have to actually say what the fuck you're, you're we, like. Okay, why are you so? If you're proud of your product, why are you so reticent to describe it in any way? Talk to your end pass provider about you face. That's all you we're are saying. my end pass provider. You got it. You got it. To my knowledge, you're literally the only end pass provider around. There is there is there is there is uh, 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 um, confidentiality privileges between the providers and their customers and we don't really want to you know it's like you know you can advertise beer by having people hold it but you can't have them drink it. I do. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like we don't. You, you don't need. That's because that's a controlled substance. Yeah. So in this case, are you saying that the federal government of Canada has recognized your N-word pass as a controlled substance? I'm saying that uh, you you should that possibly addictive. I'm saying that the the, the <laughs> what we're gonna need to let people know the most we can let them know right now is that they should. Um, talk to their end pass providers about UFACE and to see if it's right for them. All right, Wooly, I will buy you a pizza that makes you my end pass provider. I waive my confidentiality rights. Uh, what do you get with you, Face? I don't. That's not. We have not worked out the do details. Do you not have confidence describing your product to your possible buying audience? Well, I we do, but again, we're working out the legal. We don't want to say anything that would get us in trouble. You know. Wooly, you literally said you're selling it this week. That shit has to be done already. No, we sold the old passes last week. We are introducing the new services and the new okay. services. Do you get a refund or do you have to go up for the new Oh, service? yeah, you can totally get a refund. Okay. So anyone who wants a refund on a pass that Wooly sold them, feel free to ask for it. Yeah, um, yeah, refunds, refunds are, you know, that's, come on now. You just gotta, of course, show the receipt of purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, we. And you obviously sold these with receipts, otherwise, you'd be in violation of tax law. You gotta, you gotta have receipts, folks. You gotta have an invoice, you know, if there happens to be any blood on that invoice, I don't know, that might be a little bit icky, so I don't know about that, but. In general, well, actually, no. Then you would. Then you might uh, run the risk of uh, being liable for damages as a result of your faulty product, which you started the podcast saying that the passes didn't take. Now, 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 that is not liability. That's on the record. That is not liability. If if someone, hey, there has never not been a very clear statement that about the varying of results and that results may vary. And when those results come to fruition, uh, uh, there is no liability on behalf of NPAS Plus, NPAS Premium, or UFACE. specify physical damages in a recall, that doesn't count. Eh, we'll see what the judge has to say about that. You know, that's what I say. I would love... To see you talk to a judge about this. Uh, you know. That would be the best transcript ever. <laughs> that would be so great. Our customers oh. are entitled to what they deserve. A great experience. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good that's a good line. How do you how do you feel uh, uh, about the 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 statement um, 
that you are uh, uh, fanning the flames of uh, (laughs) of uh, what am I hmm, let's be careful with our words here how, how do you fanning feel the flames about the, of the implication that you may be in fact race war profiteering? Fanning the flames of wood that might be stuck into the ground in a certain recognizable formation, perhaps a religious one. Fanning those flames. I actually don't. I'm not. I'm not religious. Oh, there it is. There, there it uh, is. Okay. <laughs> Took a second. Yeah, all right. Lag. All right. All right. Fanning, fanning, the, fanning. Well, we'll fanning those flames. I I look forward. To Pat, if I am fanning those flames, then perhaps we should grab. Oh, I don't know. Uh, a water hose with a lot of pressure. Plug it right into the fire hydrant. And extinguish that fire because that's what fire hydrants are for. Okay. Fire hydrants are there to to to, to blast water really hard mm-hmm. and to spray so we can out all those fires. You know. Well, Wooly, I uh, think your business model is terrible. I think we can grab some dogs that'll help us find survivors if there's any left in the in I the in the. Don't think in the wreckage. You're actually going to have much success with your your current your current business. Plan. We got some dogs ready to find um, anybody. You know, and I look forward to your ongoing attempts to monetize digital shoe polish. Thank you. I hey, listen, I I. Uh, appreciate uh, is that some sort of metaphor? I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, digital. It is not a metaphor. <laughs> it is a just direct statement. Uh, I don't understand what the metaphor is, but I appreciate your support. I appreciate uh, your uh, vote of confidence, and I don't believe you. I appreciate your patronage. So, after all, you offered to you know. You you did well, literally. You could, I offered you a piece. You literally to offered your business. You literally plan. offered to participate. So I, I wait a second. I wait appreciate. A second, wait a second. Are you telling me that you cut the fucking price down from forty acres to that of a pizza? I'm saying that if anyone were to look through our books to see the record of customers, uh, we have uh, one Pat Boyvin on the record at the very least. He might owe us a little bit more that he hasn't paid yet, but he's on the list of customers. Uh huh. He's on the list, you know. I mean, again, we have people that signed up, started their deferred payment plans that haven't paid us yet. They're still on the list, even though they haven't paid us yet. A pizza is part of the cost. It's not the full cost, but you're still on the list of customers. And with that information, you know, uh, if we ever were to, I don't know, get hacked or something and have all that information get leaked out or whatever. I don't know how that would. I don't know how that would happen. I don't know what would happen. That's crazy. Right? It would be ridiculous. We have secure servers and we have uh, fucking, uh, we have, uh, you know, two, two, two factor. But if anything were to leak out, a list of customers, y- your name would be on it. So y- thank you for your patronage. I'm just explaining that that sentence has a meaning. 
You say that when I offered you a pizza that's a legally binding contract? I'm saying that... Despite the fact you didn't uh, follow up on your end of the deal? I'm saying that you offered to participate in the program. We uh, can we can work out the rest of the payment details later, but as far as we're concerned, uh, you know, you're on, you're on board. Wait, wait, hold on. People are customers if they walk into your office and leave without buying anything? What kind of fucking mentality is that? Uh, if you start your down payment... If you're, if you are, if you pay, you know, are you eating a pizza right now? I am not. But if you start your payment process, then, you know, the process is started. We got to gather your information to make your file. Once we make your file, it's in there and it just says you owe us a lot more. This seems really shady, dude. A lot of things are shady. A lot of things are shady. It's a vibe, it's an experience, it's a movement. Our customers get what they deserve. And Plus Plus. And Plus Premium. You face coming soon. There's got to be some kind of severe ass fine print on You Face cuz I know you're not selling the full pack. Let's leave it there. I know you're not selling the full U-Face package. Tell us about your week, and then, later, when you receive the product and implement it into your life, we'll have a nice before and after to compare your life before and pass and U-Face and your life after. So, how was your week this week? That was all right. All right, well. Honestly... Uh, considering how much time we waste on that, it's for the best because, like, I, I played, uh, I played, uh, I didn't watch anything for shit, uh, and I really only played one thing, even though it's old. Uh, going on the uh, ongoing trend of uh, Joseph Anderson or Mandalore or somebody or a, a internet historian or whoever puts out a big fucking gigantic video about uh, a game that I had usually owned but not putting the time into that I should have. Uh, Mandalore put out a fucking hour and 20 minute long video on Total Warhammer 2, which is not actually the name of that game. The name is Total War Warhammer 2, but the devs have basically complained that the lawyers won't let them call it Total Warhammer 2. Uh, it is a... What the fuck? How would I... It is it's a, an awful name, by the way. Uh, Total War Warhammer 2? Yes. Yeah, it's terrible. Any name that has the word uh, the same word in it twice is is a bad title. It's it's because like on the like the if there were a box, the the two brands have to be separate. Cause Games Workshop and Sega and what have you. Uh but it is a four X game in which you play the Warhammer factions and uh have total war style battles with you know your little army units and whatnot. Uh, it's great, and boy, they have added a lot to it since the last time I looked at it. Uh, the total faction count is absurd at this point. Uh, it's, God, it's the elves, the humans, the dwarves, the dark elves, the green skins, chaos, wood elves, the Bretonia, Carcassarone, like... The vampires, the fucking pirate vampires. That's a lot. Skaven, like, almost everybody. 
And they've talked about how for the they are working on uh, Total Warhammer Three. Moth says three flavors of get, undead. Yeah, That's there's crazy. well, you got your zombies, you got your tomb kings, which are skeletons, and you got your um, your fucking undead pirates. Uh, but they've talked about how they basically want to get everybody in by the third game, okay? And then they'll be done, I guess, because they'll have done it. I had a lot of fascinating like more fascinating than the game like people know what total war is you know it's it's a 4x game where you command like little armies of units and like little blocks what does 4x game mean uh 4x is uh expand exploit exterminate and i forget the fourth one what uh, what, what does that come from Civ? civ okay yeah thanks civ uh, explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Um, Sounds like a marketing word. So it's been, well, I mean, Sid Meier invented it back in like 91. So yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, it is Civ-ish. It's just that it is obviously fantasy flavored. And it is a lot, is it a lot more focused on building and maintaining armies and having big RTS battles with like a shit zillion units. I'm sure you've seen it at some point with like fucking Rome Total War back in the day yeah. or whatever the fuck. It is so much more interesting to me because it is Warhammer. Because let me go down the fucking list of Total War games. Just like a quick list, right? There's two Rome games. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like four... Revolutionary War ones. There's Three Kingdoms, Medieval, Napoleon, uh, Fall of the Samurai, Shogun, etc. Almost exclusively historical, right? The Warhammer ones are the, the the crazy weirdo fantasy ones. Rome has always been like known because that box with the, the centurion yelling. The, the, the screaming <laughs> it's, it's, like shit. It's the most recognizable thing, yeah. And I was talking to Mothman, uh, noted uh, big Warhammer, huge, huge fucking nerd. Um, And he basically confirmed to me what I had suspected, which is the history fans are super, super, super mad at how successful the Warhammer versions have been. Mm. Because it has stolen all the thunder. Because you put the flavor on it. Because it's like, okay, listen, you got, like, historical Napoleonic France and the Prussian Empire and whatever. You're going to have muskets, you're going to have cannons, you're going to have whatever, right? Yeah. You're not going to have a faction of undead vampire pirates that don't have towns. They just roll around on pirate ships and, and raise the dead, you know? Like the, the 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 unit diversity is enormous in the fantasy one as opposed to your realistic one. Um and I kind of feel bad, but at the same time I don't care because all that shit's super boring. I would rather see like orcs hit a skeleton than the Prussian army fight the Napoleonic army. I'm getting flashbacks From- to Watching someone play this, and I don't remember who. It couldn't have been my brother because this was this came out in the aughts. So it couldn't have been him. Damn. 
I've watched this game being played. Yeah, I've watched. Okay. I've watched a, a, a Rome in particular well, because this game wasn't out in the office. No, 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 so no, no, no. Rome, mean. Rome was. Rome. Yeah, because because I remember specifically the like the the crazy ass like every time you saw a screenshot of this, it was like there is infinite units fight clash slamming and they're all like pretty detailed for the time yeah and it was was like a full it was a 3d battlefield but it was just like the idea that you had something that looks a bit more like um i guess a real a a realistic quote-unquote like battlefield with the number of units Mm -hmm. out there compared to most other games at the time yeah and it's a good fit for warhammer because warhammer is about like your little battalions of dudes. It looks like the game uh, that mobile games want you to believe they are. Oh man, that's fucked up. You're super right. Um, probably. Oh wow, yeah. Um, it's laughably complicated. Mm. Uh, doing the tutorial for like the elves took me like four hours, and it's the kind of thing where you learn how to do something, and it goes, you hit end turn. And it goes, um, hey, do you want to learn the tech tree? And it shows you the tech tree. And you go, okay, right? And you pick the tech tree. And then on the next term, it's like, do you want to learn how to fucking enact provincial edicts? I'm like, okay, all right. And next turn, it's like, do you want to know who you want to influence at court and sign a non-aggression pact? Yeah, Okay. How about the six different types of unit movement on the world map? How about the 35 hotkeys that you need to organize your formation? Except, like, it's fucking infinity death. Don't you love that? Um, it's very intimidating to get into, but I've wanted... I, I've bounced off this game, like, five times. Because I get in and I fucking get into the first couple tutorial battles... And they're tutorial battles, so they're supposed to be, like, baby steps. And I barely won any of them. And I took, like, massive losses. And it's like, hmm, that's not good. So I ended up watching a a video series called This Is Why You Suck at Total War, which is specific to uh, the Warhammer series. And it teaches you, like, okay, no, here's how you actually put your guys in formation. Here's how you... Here's how a battle is supposed to work. Don't just throw your bullshit yeah. at the other guy's bullshit. But you enjoy drowning in uh, options. I do enjoy drowning with options as long as I have the ability to actually learn what those options are. And and um, eventually, like, pare them down to the 15 that matter. Yeah, which are, uh, what units do you have? What did you spec your lord into? Etc. Probably the weirdest thing is the way they have released this game. So Total Warhammer, it's god, it's the fucking the fucking logo is so hideous. Well, I'm going to send you a fucking screenshot of the logo. It is so awful. Take a look at that shit. It's so stupid. So Total Warhammer Total War Warhammer came out. That logo's rad. What are you talking had, about? Look at the t- like it's total war war like it's so I mean the stupid. words are dumb but I the graphics are the graphic design is nice. Okay. Well that's what I mean. I mean the words. The graphic design is nice. The typography is solid. I don't I don't hate it at all. I think it's a good logo. I think it's fine. I disagree, but mainly cuz of the words. Regardless, I want to talk about the first game came out and the first game was like, okay, humans 
humans, dwarves, orcs, and uh, vampires, I think it was, right? And that was the first game. And then they put out some DLC, and the DLC is like, uh, fuck, it was Chaos, and it was like some, uh, some, some beast men and shit like that, right? Then the second game comes out, and none of those are playable at all. At all. Including, like, the de facto starter human. And they've been replaced. And both elves, lizards, and rats. And you go, okay. And then, like, I want to say a couple months after release, they put out a new campaign map, which is both of the game's maps combined into one super map. And all races playable. And you're like, that's cool. That's crazy. That's That sounds awesome. And then you get to the part where you're like, oh, cool. How do I play humans? And the answer is buy Total War Warhammer 1. Hmm. And it's super weird. Because the first game it retroactively became DLC. Weird. Oh, I've I can't think of a single game that has ever turned the old one into DLC. Though if I ever played a game where all these individual maps I was familiar with got logically connected together into a super map, I'd probably mark out at that. Well, it, it's it's easy for this shit because the the old fantasy Warhammer map is fake Earth, like with North America, South America, Africa, Europe, etc. Okay. Uh, so the current one is about two thirds. It's it's north and south, Af- uh, north and uh, South America, most of Europe, and the top of Af- uh, yeah, the top of Africa, like Egypt and up uh, above Saharan. And so the next one I'm going to assume is going to add like Australia and Asia. Uh, yes, there's a donut. Everyone, calm down about the donut. It's basically Atlantis. Um, but it's this weird thing where when the third game comes out. They will have, I don't know, who the fuck is even left? Like a couple chaos factions and what have you. And that'll be all that's playable. And then they'll put out the final map, which is planet Earth. And goes, anything that you already own, here you go. All of it. Just just put it right in. Okay. And it becomes like a $550 game at that point. But it is way better than that sounds because you don't need to own anything to play against them. Oh, that's So cool. say, say like, for example, right now the orcs are kind of bad, right? And say you don't care about orcs. Right. It's, it's, the, um, it's the character, character catalog thing almost of just like, yeah. I can fight against you, but I don't own you. Yeah, so once once the or the green skins and all that got combined, okay. they'll be on the map. They'll they'll live where the orcs are supposed to live and they'll they'll be your opponents. But if you don't want to play as them, you don't have to play as them. Right. But if you definitely um, want to know the game inside out and get really good at it, you're going to need to learn all the races and everything that's in the game. Well, I this is this is one of those things where my, my initial assumption may be dead wrong the game does have multiplayer i bet most players don't give a shit 
Mm. Because multiplayer is it's, it's it's army matches. I assume the vast majority of people are going to be playing the campaign against the AI on various difficulties. If there's a multiplayer mode, there's going to be a scene out there that is like yeah, you know, figuring it out and, and getting into a meta of some sort. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, the 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 meta is is I mean, there's oh my god, because you have because there's a part of this that I left out, which is well, they say you're gonna play the, your uh, who's uh, well, you might like lizard people, right? Lizard people are cool. They're like dinosaurs. They got dinosaur units, right? So you pick your lizard people. Well, who do you want to run the lizard army? And then you pick from, I think they have six different what are you implying? playable heroes. <laughs> the dinosaurs are radical. Oh, okay. They're, uh, they're the Aztec nation, but they're lizards. I thought you were calling me a lizard person. Um, Go on. No. Sideways uh, blink. God damn it. This end pass plus business has you seeing enemies everywhere, Wooly. <sighs> anyway. Uh, uh, hmm. About that. <laughs> Seeing enemies everywhere, huh? All right, go on. Go on. What the fuck are you talking about? Nothing. I'm trying to talk about my lizard dinosaur. I just, toys I just, here. I just, I just, the lizard, it's, it's, they sound, dinosaurs are cool. They're very cool. What the fuck you tell me? Li- okay, anyway. Fine, you'll play the fucking Bretonians, the French faction. They have five different army leaders, and all of those are completely unique. And those are. I was going to make a joke about being parentally raised to be like, there are enemies everywhere, and you must be twice as good as all of them. That's all. Anyway, it's fine. Anyway, any of the lords that you pick are all going to completely define the armed forces. So it's not just like the, I don't even know how many, 11, 12, 13 different racial armies. You also have four or five unique army play styles per section. So you have the meta for what combinations of armies. Then you have the meta for what combination of armies with what leaders. And it's, it's so, like, earlier you said uh, zombie pirates. That sounds pretty rad. I did. They are the latest DLC faction. Does that imply naval called. warfare? That implies naval warfare. It implies colossuses made out of undead ships. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're rad. Okay. If I remember correctly, they don't like they're mainly a slow ranged faction. Okay. That's Oh, do you mean like boat to boat combat? No, that is not in there. I believe that auto resolves if you actually try. Well, what did you what did you think I meant by fight. naval warfare? <laughs> Stomachs? I thought you meant a boat walking on land shooting cannons. Oh, well, no. No. <laughs> but um that sounds like a cool a cool race. Yeah. Uh it's it's really Although cool, less of a race, more of a job, but you know. Like, I'll have to actually, I'll just ask Mothman right now and I'll get back to it. Who the fuck is left to add 
Because I literally don't know. I'm not as familiar with a fantasy Warhammer as I am with Warhammer 40k. Like, I could list those races off a lot better. I could say, oh, they're missing the Tau, or oh, this is the one where the Necrons show back up, or whatever. But, yeah, it's Aren't just... Aren't there, like... It's nice to be able to play a Total War game that uh, has units that I give a shit about. Aren't there literally hundreds of races in the in the lore? No, there are there are hundreds of sub factions. Oh, and the sub factions is usually what you get with the lords. So, like, say you pick the rat guys, yeah. you'll you have like the warrior cast of rats, and then the plague cast of rats, and so they're little sub armies. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Because like every time I so there are because people people are because yeah every time I hear I hear anything in reference to it there's always like the whatever are so cool and it's like yeah I'm like is it, I just kind of like is that a race there's so many of these things okay sub factions that makes more sense clans yeah so you ha- you usually have your race distinction which is rat people skeletons etc yeah, yeah, yeah and then you have your subdivision of like this is the rat people that f- somehow figured out how the atomic bomb works. Mm-hmm. Or this is the rat people that love creating underwarrens to create the Vermintide. Right. Uh, I hope... Kind of like how there's a billion clans of space marines. We got Mothman back to answer me. We have the... Oh my god. We have Chaos Dwarves, not to be... (laughs) So the Bad Dwarves, Ogres, Chaos Demons, Russians... He says he says Kislev, which is the Russians with bear cavalry, okay. and then twelve remaining small sub factions. So, so I bet that next game is going to be very chaos centric. So canines, dogs, Dalmatians, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was doing some research on it. And it's like, okay, well, you know, is Total Warhammer 3 in development? Yes, it totally is. It's it's deep in development, apparently. And uh, I found an interview in which people are like, what are you guys going to call the final campaign? And they said, internally, it's called a very big campaign. <laughs> That's it. Okay. It doesn't have a cool name like Mortal Empires or whatever. It's just like, it's really big. It's going to be a really big one. Lots of clans and lots of races means uh, lots of art. So, um, Oh, dude, the art in the game's Well, that's one thing that, like, as an outsider, as an outsider to Warhammer and as an outsider to 40K, you know, uh, both of those things have always been, like, just what I'm seeing is a collection of fucking gorgeous artwork for like tons and tons of different groups and and uh, stories and factions and races and things like that and it's uh yeah it, it feels like it, like there's there's more than enough to like go on officially that like you don't even need to have like the fan art be this you know you know like fan art for things is like a flooded community yeah. in many cases in this case like it's officially flooded the fan art can still come but it's, it's- but it's like they got you covered the uh, the in-game stuff as well, like, the units are very detailed. Like, they they all animate really well. All there's uh, The maps are all unique maps like with, like, all these details. The world map is incredible. It's great. There's only one problem with it, and I, I assume that is a problem that all the Total War games have. You're throwing 
like 8,000 good looking units at each other. Dude, this game runs like shit. This game runs like shit. Are the models too detailed? They're really good. And you can turn it down. You can absolutely turn it down. Uh, But like, if you want it to look like really good, it is going to choke. Like, I am throwing a beefy PC at it. And I had to turn it significantly down to get it to playable. And because, like, I mean, Warhammer 3.1 is going to have, like, the same engine. So I assume it's just, this is just going to pass into the, you know, this problem's going to go away, right? As as t- Warhammer 3 will probably be a game that people play for, like, 10 years kind of thing. But it cracks me up because Warhammer is expensive. Warhammer figures and pewter figures and the books and all that is expensive. And I'm really glad that they were able to fucking take that experience onto the PC. We're actually really getting to play it for real is also expensive. Right, right, right. If you're... I mean, dude, like if anything, they understood that this is a fan base that is willing to spend money. Therefore... We will not deny them their wishes, you know? Um, Looking at screenshots where, yeah, I... Well, I guess one thing is I was expecting that... Because I, 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 I've I, seen Total... I've seen Rome Total War, but when I'm looking at the, the Warhammer ones, I guess I was wondering if, like, did they make it so that you can get, like, quadruple the amount of units on screen by modern standards? Um, So one of the craziest things that I discovered is one of the biggest performance hogs is a setting called unit size. And it's literally how many units are in a formation. Yeah. Right. And the crazy thing about that is that it affects the way the game actually plays balance wise, because the game is balanced for the large unit size. If you go ultra, you have like, 40% 40% more fucking individuals like enemies on screen, which means shit like magic is less effective because the size of spells oh. doesn't increase. Oh, that fucks with balance entirely. Yeah. If you want to play if, like if your PC sucks ass and you, you you're, you're running on like yeah. minimum unit size, a army unit that has is supposed to have like, you know, 130 guys in it has 20. Okay, okay. And that affects how far you can literally spread them apart. PvE only, I'm assuming, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, uh, one of those things like, what's it balanced on, guys? And the answer is large. So, even if you run it at max, 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 max settings, turn that one down to large, I guess. Um, It makes me... Like, I, I have blown... How much have I played it in the past couple days? I want to say, like, 10 hours, and I've gotten nowhere. Like, nowhere. Like, I've just been I've been, just been trying out, like, the tutorials Good. of a couple of the races. Good, that's a surface scraper. Because it's, cause it's so fucking complicated. That's also... Oh, the part I didn't even mention? The part that I didn't even mention 
So you have your army mechanics and, you know, all the different units and all that shit. You ever play Civ, Wolves? I played Civ. Okay, so in Civ, Civ 5 uh, or Civ 6, I, for, I forget what we're up to now even. I remember there was shit like, okay, everybody has a unified tech tree and you play as Rome so you get free roads. Mm-hmm. Or you play as the Vikings and you, can, you don't need to research, uh, you know, Navy. You can just embark, mm-hmm. right? The difference between your factions here are... Like, they have different buttons on their UI because those mechanics just don't exist for the other factions. Okay, they're just that so, vastly different. Okay. They're, they're, so the fucking political shit for elves, it's only for them. The slavery mechanic for dark elves, it's only for them. Cool. The corruption mechanic that blights the fucking land and screws up public order, that's only for the fucking chaos and rat people. Cool, cool. And the one that really blew me away is like, okay, the rat guys can attack a settlement, fail, and then build under the settlement in a hidden underworld <laughs> and build the ra- build a, a like base underneath tech tree underneath underneath that's sick. and it's invisible to other that's players. That's fucking sick. That's really cool, man. Yeah, and there's a whole tech tree yes. just for that unique u- unique it, race uh, like abilities and, and and unique HUD and unique UI. And then like, I, yeah, I'm man. looking it up and I was like, well, what's what's the final ability on that tech tree? And it's a bomb. Of course. And it just blows the city yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's like okay, that's okay, that's crazy. I, I and they're all like that. I look forward to you uh, popping that shit on stream and having every movement of your mouse cursor be criticized. Oh man! <laughs> like you so move I, I, the I was, mouse I over here. What the fuck are you doing? I, I literally uh, said uh, on Twitter yesterday, I'm like, hey, guys, should I stream Total War? But it would be next week. It would not be this week. It would be next week after I've already played it for 20 or whatever, right? And uh, one, I got like almost ratioed by comments of people just talking at me in terms of like, you play the rats, dude. It, and then out of nowhere, I haven't talked to him in a while. It's like my phone just starts to explode. It's like, okay, there's Commander Claw, there's Mothman, there's like all the fucking Warhammer people just smell it <laughs> and go, oh, dude, yeah, one of us, one of us. Like, it's okay, but you have to understand, you like, when it comes to like, you've got the speed of light, then you've got tachyons. Then you've got the speed of one of us to fuck you. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> From what the speed of one of us into fuck you. You're doing it wrong is f- first. <laughs> and then comes the speed of light in distant third. Like do it. it so yeah. game's great. I highly suggest checking out Mandalore's video on it. It's an hour and 20 minutes long. He goes through every faction and how the game works. Uh, big thanks to Mothman and Claw for talking to me about how sieges work and shit like that. Uh, I'll, I'll probably talk about this for a couple weeks. There's there's a there's a lot here. Uh, wait for a fucking Steam sale. It's really pricey if you want to buy more than like the baseline entry. Uh, and the games don't go down in price because they become DLC retroactively. They have never gone down in price. And you didn't have to go down to Games Workshop. 
I sure didn't. God. I, w- I didn't want to go down there before all this. Let alone now. Uh, there is one last detail that I'd like to say, which is something that cracked me the fuck up last night. Which was... Looking into videos about Total Warhammer 2, right? How do you control units? What's the history of this faction? And if you click on a video that says Warhammer in it, there is a 99.9% chance that you will be hit with a British voice. (laughs) And that is hilarious. Moth, explain. Explain this shit. Let me know. It is so... What's so up with that? much more popular <laughs> out in the UK than it is here. Uh, that, like, I believe it. I believe it instantly. Well, it is a UK franchise. It is from, and Creative Assembly are in England. Okay. Uh, but, like, it is, it is so much more popular. It's crazy. Cracks me up every single time. It's, oi there, governor. Here's how you control the orky boys. It's like, all right, man, well, this is a good video. <laughs> That's pretty much it for me. I'm going to be playing uh, Persona this week. I'm also going to be guesting over at uh, on Peach's channel. We're going to be doing some Dark Souls 2. Um, you can check me out over at twitch.tv slash patstaresat. You can check out Peach over at twitch.tv slash peachsaliva. If you're listening to this live, she's probably going to be streaming Phoenix Wright tonight as well. Oh my god, the fucking cat has is sleeping with his eyes open and is twitching at me. Jesus Christ. Apparently, uh, they're in top 100 UK companies, so it's a massive deal over there. No shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The orcs, man. The orky boys. You can play a game of... Uh, they're great. Spot the, spot the FC merch in any of those videos. You can see which, uh, which soccer team they supporting is that why blood bowl happened (laughs) was blood bowl like a fucking attempt to make like people in the uk give a shit about american football hmm it's not an implausible theory it could definitely be something like that a lot of people are are thinking so could be Oh my god, do you look at... I just went to Blood Bowl 2. Every single fucking DLC is... You want to play as your Chaos Dwarf team? Do you want to play as Nurgle? you want to play as the Necromancers? The Undead? The Norse Lizardmen? Wood Elves? Amazon? Elven? Union? Goblins? Halflings? Ogre? Etc. 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 Or Real Madrid. <laughs> or United FC. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I, 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 when I first heard about Blood Bowl, I thought it was more American football. But uh, I don't. I don't know anything about it. Outside of that, uh, there was that Kickstarter the other day. All right. Well, what's up with you, man? What have you been doing this week aside from going to jail? Well, um, from back in to back out, I am. Oh, I heard. I am. Are you now afflicted with the curse of hate? I am sir? now just about done with Naruto. In the literal sense of the word, <laughs> and in the um, in and in the metaphorical sense, because uh, we've pretty much hit we've hit credits on uh, Nuns Four, and so 
with that has come a clear picture of uh, what this full story entails. And I am now up to speed on most of the details. Of course, there's a lot of fine details that I uh, was not privy to. And that was my, sure, that was sure. my, my decision was to catch up via CyberConnect because I was not going to sit and go through all of the... And then people could sprinkle you with the importance. Yeah, I was not going to go through the years of, 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 of footage. And, you know, um, it was a mistake to, to, to do that final session uh, all in one day because, boy, was I absolutely destroyed by the end of it. It was a, it was a double day of, of streaming. And um, yeah, we, we ended up uh, canceling, getting to fighting games over it. But um, I also didn't know how short the game was. It is ridiculously short compared to uh previous entries but that's also probably because it really is one a map with a series of it's a timeline with a series of timeline battles to go through no running around Mm -hmm. in an overworld and it really is like the last two arcs so to speak are just back to back in naruto so um, I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't realize how how little there was to to get through in this final game because, um, again, the the previous entries were much bigger, longer uh, journeys, you know. So, <clears throat> did you read about the plan? I read about the plan and so much more. So here's what's up: a lot of people, as you said, th- sent me. Uh, what they felt was the important details. And there was a lot of pausing to understand what the fuck was happening. And uh, mm-hmm. there was... A, uh-huh. and, and to be quite honest, there was too much. There was just too much. And and at the moment, I need distance on Naruto because I'm fucking just done. I'm done and I, I can't... There was all these extra shit to go, to go scrape and figure out that I just don't have the energy for right now. I'm going to need some time for it. But yes, we, when it comes to specifically the plan, uh, uh the, the, the Huga, uh, you, you eugenics is real ninjas. We, we went through, we went through that entire, um, like meme and, uh, it was pretty good. That's one of the best things to come out of the, the fucking, uh, 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 the 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 lore, the memes, and the fandom. That was really that was really if strong. You, if you had, if you had to pick one thing about the finality of the Naruto and the way that the story turned out, that was your favorite. What would it be? Actually, no. Oh, not actually. <laughs> like your favorite. Well, because I can tell you what mine is. They just let him go. Yep, dude. yep, 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 yep. So we'll get there. We'll get there, right? They just, they just let him go. Here's, here's how I, here's how I want to kind of frame it, right? <laughs> here's how I want to frame it because it's very important to understand. Uh, it's not very important. It's the least important thing in the world. There's the way Wooly thinks about Naruto is the most unimportant thing ever. But, <laughs> uh, but the way I got out of this thing is there was a portion of cool shit and it was always being enveloped in garbage right that dude kicks that other guy really he kicks hard. him really hard hold on to that bullet point <laughs> hold on to the bullet point of he kicked him really hard though <laughs> 
Be- he kicks him super hard. Because that bullet point is exactly it. It's there is a thing here. There is a reason why all these years later I kept wondering what happened to these characters and where it went and what and what what happened. Because the cool shit was always there and it was it was always a fun, impressive, dumb shonen thing to 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 get hype over, especially early on in. And then when cool shit happens, it's super cool. And when not cool shit happens, uh, it's awful. And when, when and and like and then there's a whole bunch of shit that's not awful, but just completely bland and uninteresting. And so mm-hmm. what ends up happening is the overwhelming majority of Naruto ends up being uh, either neutral, bland, or just really bad. And the highlights of yeah. cool shit are far and few in between. So eventually I just tap out because I'm like, I'm not dealing with this anymore, right? Even and, – and, 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 and like this is like – there's first there's the filler in the anime that make it awful. But then I tapped out of the manga as well because I was like, this is just getting I'm, – I'm, I'm, Well, know. the manga became filler after a point. Like, you know. I saw the, the people holding up the volumes of like this is pre-time skip Naruto. This is post-time skip Naruto. And here's how much of it is the Ninja War. Yeah. Um, almost like a generic shonen, perhaps, perhaps, but whatever it was, um, you know, I, I, it, I jumped out, out, out of it where, as there were other shonens that I didn't jump out of. Um, but I was, there was always a ratio and the, the, the way we've ended in this world, the ratio of good to shit is the exact same. So. Like, I feel like I've ended up in the exact same place with the exact same energy I had when I started, where, like, by the end, if I didn't hit credits, I would have tapped out there. I would have yep. just quit. There is a fact. In fact, there is a point in which in the final arc where if that was not the final arc, I would have quit again. Um. <laughs> and and the fa- and the only thing at that point where I'm like, well, you got to see it through is because you know the credits are coming soon after this. Mm-hmm. The final arc with Kaguya, the moon princess, just coming down, waltzing in, and uh, just... Aliens. And literal aliens show up in the story... And the, and then you get the backstory of the aliens, and they're just Naruto and Sasuke again. And I'm like, this is garbage. Like, this dude has nothing. He has no ideas. And and like, I at that point was just on this full on like, oh man, how wrong and how abusive are these relationships? That these characters have with each other. And, you know, you kind of are just like looking at it with this, like, this is a horrible, emotionally manipulative situation these main characters are in. And no one seems to care about, um, about, uh, the, your bad actions. And there's no sense of real punishment or at the very least, like, gravity or weight. To, to, to evil. The, the story goes to like some weird immoral places in which in the Naruto universe, like evil is genetic. 
So there's like okay. The so bad there's behavior yeah. is innate okay, so, from your parents. But, but it, it, and and the crazy thing is, is that in any other story, that point would be a hyper, like, focal, insane thing to 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 talk about. Where you're like, the Uchiha are born with the curse of hatred. They are genetically yeah. predisposed to being fuckwads. Because when they lose something precious, their brain activates a special, unique circumstance that, re- that that and the chakra unlocks in them and makes them emotional and kind of crazy on a genetic level, right? That is a psychotic detail to add to your story, but it's not even – Because it's the only way you can justify, well, they all had to go. No, really. No, really. No, really. But it's such a hand – They all had to and go. It's, but it's such a hand-wavable thing. In the grand scheme of it all, um, except for the fact that the second Hokage, who uh, basically endorsed the cleansing of the Uchiha, is a very hard to argue with <laughs> stance. It had a very hard to argue with stance where he's like, man, these fucking Uchiha, Uchiha. And then it's like, yeah, no, you weren't even wrong. In the end, deep down genetically. That was that they were they were a problem, right? But no, 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 never mind that. Never mind that. Um, you're, the 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 part that I was focusing on so much, and the part that bothered me so much is that the core of the story is the relationship between Naruto, Sasuke, and uh, Sakura to some degree, and this whole thing, like the idea of it's like it's like um, poetry; it rhymes. Like that's that's uh-huh. it stops being funny. It just becomes sad because by the time you see the eighth spiky haired kid yelling at a serious long haired individual that is that is grumpy and evil and and uh, you just like you completely die. You just fall out of your chair and die because like they've drawn no fewer than like eight or nine different narratives in the past present and future and then to th- then they act then they go in to say that oh no there is a repeating history element here where these are reincarnations of yin and yang but then oh so it's pointless it's pointless but then there are still yin and yangs that are not part of this reincarnation line that still look like them because i don't know i don't know what else to draw I don't know what else to design. It's ups- it's so ridiculously upsetting. And the fact that villains are never made to really pay for what they do or live up to their own fucking crimes is beyond infuriating, right? This They just let them go. Dude. Because if you talk someone into feeling sorry, that's good enough. And you have to understand... What if, you, what if they're not sorry at all? So, um... Starting with and like we're going full spoilers here, whatever. I don't care. Uh if you don't want Naruto oh, yeah, spoiler. Naruto? Yeah, I'm just saying okay. if you don't want spoilers for Naruto, then stop listening, obviously, at this point. But like from the moment the Akatsuki is introduced into the story, right? And by the way, that reminds me, you can tell that like I get a vibe here that it's like the way the story is written is they show you a shadowy figure, and then he says, We're gonna get there and then figure it out. 
So they go shadowy figures in robes, Akatsuki. Duh, we, who are they? We get there, we figure it out. And then the moment we figure it out, here's a shadowy figure. It's the Sage of the Six Paths, and then who knows, right? Shadowy figure. And then eventually when we get to the Sage of the Six Paths and he's, and he's there, they go, okay, here's another shadowy figure. It's the fucking mom, you know? And they literally just jump yeah. from one to the other and try to figure it out as they go. So from the moment the, uh, the Akatsuki are introduced as these, these, these big fucking uh, ISIS uh, collective of villains, the... Um, you go through this thing about how how fucking evil they are and how they're killing everybody and how they they don't care and whatever. And you go through each one of them, and each one of them has their own personal sob story because, of course, they do, right? Um, yeah, I have to. With you know, with like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm generalizing. Perhaps there's some exceptions in there, but for the most part, a lot of them end up getting these things of like, no, no, no. Okay, about half of them get these moments of like, we're gonna show you. Uh, why these the, the, these people are you know sad sitting on the swing? Uh, the QB literally becomes a friendly good guy hanging out with Naruto, right? But when you go uh, past all these evil Akatsuki members or whatever, they get let off the hook at their origin point because they were being manipulated by Madara, right? And Madara's the true evil that was manipulating them, and then. Madara Uchiha. Yes, exactly. Right? So you go, okay, so Naruto talks, and it turns out these people were not evil. They were just manipulated by Madara. Okay, cool. And then you go into the Madara story, and then you find out that, hey, you know, um, that's not even really Madara. That's Obito. And Obito is the one literally responsible for murdering uh, everyone that night with the QB murdering Naruto's parents, uh, threatening to stab the child. Uh, he fucking literally like he does everything bad in the story from Naruto's birth point forward. It's it's ridiculous, you know. And um, he is just another kid who had a sad past who we feel sorry for but really he was also being manipulated manipulated by the real madara so he can get let off the hook right and there's a panel that and the fact that he's the coolest guy there's a giant collection of all the fucking things that he did including a panel that describes that 40,000 ninja out of an 80,000 ninja force died on the battlefield fighting against Obito and Madara. And hey, in the end, Talk no Jutsu got through to him. So now when he gets double-crossed uh, uh, by Madara in the final moments because he decides to switch sides, Naruto goes, no, he's the coolest guy. And it is totally just hand-waving all of the sins of the past because it's okay. Like, dead as far as the eye can see. <laughs> it's all okay now. He's cool now. He's good. He's a friend. We're all good. Um, yeah, Never mind the fact that he was doing it uh, because he just never got, off, got over his crush when he was a child. Um, which, apparently, I've been informed by uh, uh, that, that it's possible that he would be unable to enter the infinite Tsukiyomi that he created. So technically he was being selfless about that, but I need to see a source on that. I don't know how valid that is. That might just sound like wishful thinking, but nonetheless, 
as far as it goes, his entire motivation appears to be, I didn't get, I didn't get my dick wet when I was a child and that upset me. So now I'm going to make everybody suffer. Right? Great. Cool. This fucking guy then gets the complete handway for all his sins. And it wasn't his fault, man. He was being manipulated. So now we go face Madara and Madara Uchiha. Let me get it straight. Don't get it twisted. Madara Uchiha, uh, who by this point in the story has taken the meaning of stacks on stacks on stacks to such an extreme by even shonen standards that I wouldn't even know where to begin comparing anyone I've to him. S- I've seen the meme of like the, the most overpowered stupid bullshit ever. The dumbest thing about all of this that frustrates me so much is that characters just get like Sasuke and Naruto just get shit launched at them because they're main characters. They just get powers dropped on top of them so that new action figures can be made yeah. practically. It's almost like that idea where you're just looking yeah. at like suddenly he's got this new ability and suddenly the Sharon Gan can let you do that. Right. So when we cut to the final battles where they're piloting skeleton Gundams. And fighting against yeah. meteors in the sky, you're like, yeah, sure, why not? The eyeball lets him do that. Why not? And Madara is the kind of yeah, character totally. where he's doing he's doing the all for one type of idea. So sure, he's building this up. He's building up a I'm taking all these powers for myself, mwahaha. But then you do the exact same thing for Naruto and for Sasuke. So Madara Uchiha, and shout outs to um to uh uh Buttonzo Hulahan. Uh, HB John Zwandu for this because it's a post that he didn't notice from watching our thing. Um, is there an anime character stronger than Madara Uchiha? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I'm right. referring to the Rinne Tensei Madara Uchiha with the Eternal Mangekyo Sharingan and the Rinnegan Dojutsus with the Ridiko Paths ability equipped with his Gunbai and control of the Jubi and the Ghetto Manzo, a complete Susano with Hashirama Senju's DNA implanted into his chest so that he can perform Mokuton Kekkei Genkai and Yin Yang release ninjutsu, as well as being extremely skilled in Taijutsu and Bukijutsu. Fuck this character. This is the most stupid shit ever. This is uninteresting. This is trash, right? You create a character that is literally unbeatable, so unbeatable that apparently Kishimoto himself says, I don't know how to end this. I literally don't know how to beat this guy. So then they don't beat him. A new MacGuffin shows up out of the sky. Kaguya, the fucking moon mommy. And then she just kills him instantly, free, and goes, I'm the real big bad. And you're like, that's the most, uh, not uh, like, he, like not only is that the most unsatisfying thing ever, but it's like you literally wrote yourself into a corner you couldn't get out of. With this god-formed dude floating over and doing all this shit. Then she just shows up and goes, and you're like, this is where we go then, right? And then... All right, I have a stupid question because I'm not super familiar with the ninja details. If she's able to kill the unkillable big bad in a second, how are the heroes able to kill her? Well, because they're the chosen ones. Why couldn't the chosen ones kill that other guy? Well, we... That he was too, he had too much, he was too strong. So that gets to, so I mean, there's so many branching paths to go with it, but it's like, in the, in the sake of fucking having a, some sort of, 
like like okay so the, the chosen one thing to put to put another thing in the in the in the fucking a pin in the board okay um he has like resistances to all types of jutsu ninjutsu and all kinds of genjutsu oh yeah so why not yeah fuck right it. the only thing that works against him is uh sage jutsu sage energy which is a special kind of energy from the or- original source and of course good old punching and kicking so we grab that pin from earlier where you say he kicks the guy really hard and we put it on the table. They're in the end game battle. They're having crazy fights and uh, K- uh, Kakashi and Obito are teaming up. And the fourth Ko- Kaiju shit. The fourth Hokage is running around with Naruto and they're both fighting. I'm sorry. The fourth what? Hokage is running around with Naruto and they're both fighting. He also has a QB inside of him. And when he died, he learned how to use its maximum power so that when he got reincarnated, he knew how to do it exactly as good as Naruto knew how to do it. So zombie fourth Hokage is just as skilled in his QB uh, training, even though he died seconds uh, uh, before it was put into him. And then he pops out knowing how to do everything. All right. So. Wait, so there's two QBs? Or the QB like gets a- cut in half, actually, at birth. That's what happens. There's two. The, oh. the, 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 he's two, two of them. Yeah. So, whatever. So then when all that is happening, and Gara's a good boy, Gara's great. Gara is an, the, like, exemplary, like, leader that actually knows how to care about his people and motivate and be a really good guy. Gara's great. Um, well, they're all fighting in, the, in this pocket little uh, fucking crater area. And then Maito Guy shows up. Who you remember as Rock Lee's teacher? Yeah. So I don't know how much you remember about Naruto, but when you're looking at the running time in the movie, and there is like barely half an hour left, and they're fighting the final crazy god level entities, and Might Guy shows up. There's only w- like oh I know exactly. There's only happen. one reason why that guy shows up, right? What yeah. is that? You open up the fucking gates. gates. (laughs) So what happens? Finally get to see. Well, what what happens when you do all eight gates? So he shows up and I'm like, yes, this is this is it. Like, we know you we know we're about to get out of here. We know that the fucking, you know, we're about to fucking wrap it up. Show us what happens. Guy gets in and they're like, yeah, all of this magic doesn't work. The only thing that'll work besides this crazy sage bullshit is the people who kick the tree really hard. They can kick the dude really hard. How's this going to work? Kick the fuck out of him. He walks in. He opens up the fucking death gate. He pops that fuck. He pops it. It's it's as hype as it's supposed to be. It turns into a Dragon Ball character. It's as overwhelmingly insane as it's supposed to be. And he beats the shit out of this god in such a fa- in such a fashion that the dude is like this is amazing. You're the strongest dude ever. I'm having fun fighting you. This is hilarious. Like, Madara's reaction to Guy being that strong is so fun and interesting. It's probably the it's the most interesting thing about Madara to me. It's the funnest thing. It's the moment where I actually like him. Because he's like, oh my god, I'm untouchable, but you're touching me? This is great. This fight is so much fun. And then Guy is like exploding, right? Literally boil, bl- bl- uh, blood boiling out of his body. Oh, I've seen it. And then he does his final attack, Night Guy, which is just the ultimate super atomic dynamic entry. 
It's a dynamic entry that like is basically a fucking stratospheric giga drill breaker and he blasts half of Madara's body off of him in a like Terminator-esque uh T one thousand wreckage moment. And um because he's unbeatable, he sits back he gets back up and goes, Oh man, you almost killed me. That was fucking rad, dude. And that was his final energy. And really and truly well, you know, um Tune into Wooly Versus for the adventures uh, where uh, I give what I think should be the real ending of, of Naruto, uh, by the way, which uh, I think was universally received as an upgrade to the story. But my, that, that aside, uh, he goes, oh, fuck, you almost got me, bro. That was great. And then uh, gets up and just goes back to the story being whatever trash it is. And Might Guy is, you know, cooked. Um, so you have like this moment where you're like, that's cool, Right. You're like, yeah, that's the stuff that I liked before. There's that nugget of good shit. And then someone sent me the statue that they made of him, which is apparently this crazy $500 statue of him with the eighth gate open. And it looks ridiculously cool. Like it is high quality, insane shit. And I'm like, I never in a million years thought I would half consider looking at a Naruto statue. But I'm looking at that thing going. I'm of the opinion that like... Like, I'm sure yours was a little more detailed, but if Guy had just kicked him and he would have just died and it would have rendered, like, all the other characters' stupid storylines and upgrades pointless, that would have been way better. That would have been way better. Spoiler alert. How Nar- My How Naruto Should Have Ended. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I want to take that statue and just put a little plaque at the bottom of it that says, The End. <laughs> yeah. but regardless it's like guy did it <clears throat> and it's like all these storylines about eugenics <laughs> and hereditary powers really and hard never stopped how to punch kicking really good. the tree they cut to a flashback of guy and his dad training and then they walk by kakashi and his dad and then kakashi's like oh man who's that kid oh that's the loser that didn't make it into the exams he failed he's not great at all and then kakashi's dad goes nah dude look at him his arms and legs are busted up as fuck he's training way harder than you and if you don't get up to that level he's gonna be way better than you and kakashi's like oh man i bet i bet eli's video about uh Naruto, the self-made hypocrite, is like extra funny now with this new... Hilarious, because apparently, right, and this is the thing that actually, it took a second when people were yelling it out, and I didn't quite understand. Everyone yelled, Neji was right. And I'm like, right about what? And it's like, back in the fucking Chunin exams, when Neji... Oh my god, you're super When Neji says, destiny is preordained, you cannot break it you cannot defy it what you are is is given to you from the start you have the cards you're dealt you you play with those cards and naruto says no right rockley shows you work hard that rockley shows you that hard work can overcome anything and an underdog can can doesn't have to stay an underdog and he's like i can do it with just my belief and my ninja way right and and then he beats Neji, and then Neji's like, oh, man, my philosophy, I don't know, whatever. But 
Except Naruto was preordained to win because he had a million powers that he didn't know Including about. the most important one in that he is literally the reincarnation of the moon god's son. And Sasuke is the other reincarnation of the moon god's son. And the war that they fought against each other is an endless cycle of hatred that has been repeated over and over. And they're just the latest. So that when they die and get their fucking asses uh, uh, blasted uh, uh, before they die, the literal architect by uh, of the story, the the man in the white suit sitting in the chair who says, hey, Neo, what's up? Right? Steps in. To go, hey, Naruto, what's up? Hey, Sasuke, what's up? Here's your god powers. Go do the thing. And then they go, yeah, we're chosen one big heroes, preordained by destiny. And Neji, who fucking sacrificed himself to save Naruto, is spinning in his grave because, holy fuck, it was destiny the whole time. The whole message was nonsense. So, I mean, obviously there's a million pieces of shit writing everywhere, right? But in terms of my own personal experience and of things that have gotten popular, and in part due to Plague's excellent video, I can't think of a single work of fiction that literally tells you what it's about and then spends a decade shitting all over its ostensible message. Naruto literally looks at you reading the page and goes, hard work is all that matters. And then you read a story for a decade in which everyone is genetically predisposed to win and it's all fate and no one's hard work accomplishes shit. It shits all over itself, but not before um, aiming the ass sky high and pluming so that it gets everywhere, including onto uh, the ass of origin. Uh, you have to understand. So you get that moment, right? Then you get the, uh, he was the coolest guy. He, the coolest guy. The coolest guy, right? Dead bodies everywhere. And then you get the third factor. And uh, definitely one, one in a very incredibly satisfying way, which is um, Sasuke just going, yeah, sorry. Because <laughs> when we get to the final, final, final moment, right, and it's all said and done, and they use their newfound god powers to defeat the moon mommy, and like, th- there's a weird moment you have where, um, a person that Naruto does not know is talking to him about their problems, and then, uh, someone else that's a villain is talking to uh, a black Zetsu is talking shit to Naruto about like why what he's doing is uh is pointless or whatever and how useless uh the, the this whole effort is and he and Naruto goes wait but why would that old man do that or why would he have lied about something he has a moment where he literally just yells at someone he doesn't know about someone he just met and I'm and I got hit with a fucking shotgun blast of this is a filler when Naruto takes a boat to the tea country, meets some random kid, 
and he goes, oh man, my village is so poor and we're, we're starving, but I don't know, whatever the fuck, help me on my, my, my quest because there's an evil man here. And Naruto goes, oh, that's a horrible injustice. I need to help save you, right? And then he gets in there and then the villain says some bullshit and goes, oh, this shitty kid was garbage from day one. And then Naruto goes, I don't know any of you guys, but... I feel bad because that reminds me of when people said I was shit. So I'm going to help you filler, uh, a filler country and I'm going to save everybody, even though I barely remember what your names are, right? That he has one of those moments where he's yelling at the God and none of these people were known to him, but five minutes before. And you go, this is canon filler. This is completely like him in any filler episode, except it's the real ending of the story. They, they kill the God who cares. It doesn't matter. Um, and then, but like Naruto never actually matures past. I was lonely as a kid. Fuck you ever. (sighs) It eventually becomes, but I had you though. And now you've turned away and I'm never going to give up on you. Even if I have to kill myself, I'll never let you go. And Sasuke's like, get the fuck away from Lee. Leave me, leave me alone. And Naruto's like, no, I will not leave you alone. I will change you. I will fix you or I will die trying. I'll kill us both. I don't care. It's the most abusive fucked up thing in the world, dude. It's psychotic. (laughs) It's psychotic, right? And then when all is said and done, the infinite Tsukuyomi has begun. The world is already in this fucking genjutsu uh, uh, paradise. And they beat the big bad and everyone is still locked up. And then Sasuke and Naruto are standing there and they're like, well, we need a reason to do uh, the final rival battle, but they don't have any. Then Sasuke just goes, yeah, you know what? I've decided, right? Because earlier on, he had a moment where he's like, oh, because they team up at the end, right? Because he's like, I want to become the Hokage. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here, asshole, right? You never cared about that. And then you have Sakura who had her moment of being like, um, hey, Naruto, it turns out I really loved you. Ha 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 ha. And he's like, you're full of shit. You belong to the streets, <laughs> you know? And so now when it all comes back around, um, this other girl, uh, uh, Karen, who was on Sasuke's team, uh, who, by the way, is literally he he's she's a hostage and he shoots through her to get to the bad guy. And she has a moment of, oh, my God, what? And everyone goes, holy shit, what? And he does a shoot the hostage moment, right? The actual Kaiser Sose. The actual Kaiser Sose. The I don't give a fuck about my peoples. And it cuts to his face being super fucking lost and evil. And that girl uh, gets saved and then sees him and goes, oh, my God, no. But he's so cute, though. I still, I, I, oh, I'm still worried about him. And like, it's again, you want to talk about abusive, insane shit. The attempted murder doesn't matter because evil actions plus hotness, morally gray. He's so, uh, at the end, Sasuke's like, I need a reason to fight. Fuck it. Revolution. I don't know what I'm going to create a revolution. I'm going to burn the world down for no I'm gonna reason. I'm going to become the Hokage, and I'm going to kill all the other Kages and villages because I don't know. I, he doesn't know. He doesn't actually understand or have any real motivating point. But he just goes, ah, I'm going to do it. And then Naruto's like, I got to stop this you. This is genetically evil brain. And then Sasuke, uh, Sakura, Sakura's like, I love you. Please don't. And then he goes, oh, you're so annoying. And then he turns around, and he fucking... 
like flash step falcon punches her by the way and this is the point right before there's like this is leading not too long like 10 minutes later they're gonna be uh, there's gonna be a, a setup for them to become a couple he falcon step flash punches her in the fucking gut and knocks her the fuck out just straight up right and goes you're annoying and walks away from his future wife and then Naruto goes to fight him. And then they fight. And I'm like, okay, listen. So this is going to be a big old crazy flashback moment budget fight. And I'm sure on a level of like straight up technical, it's going to be cool. And it was. It was that 133 shit, right? It was the new, it was 133 shit redone. And then they keep cutting back and forth to it. And all that stuff where they clash and then it creates like another reality weird sphere thing. But they're fighting for no reason. But they're reason. fighting for no reason. And so I'm doing it but i'm paying attention i'm like what are the words you're gonna have for each other at this point right because i will accept nothing outside of complete and utter exhaustion or even like again i rewrote it in the moment myself i think i said something to the effect of like if they both agreed that they're like hey man look at the end of the day we had our differences you want to be hokage i want to be hokage i don't think i can trust it to you so we got to prove it with battle I would have said fine, but instead it had to go to this insane non fucking uh, 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 threat, and 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 so they're fighting, and Naruto and Sasuke are saying literally the exact same thing they've said the entire show. There's nothing new to be said. There's no new perspectives. It's just I'm your friend, idiot. I'm gonna save you, and he's like, don't care about me. Shut up. Leave me alone. I hate you so much. I'm gonna kill you. And by the way. By the way, if either of them dies, no one can be freed from the infinite Tsukuyomi. They both are halves of the hero, and they have to put a seal together for everyone to be freed. So they literally are fighting and like, nah, I'll fight till I die or till I kill you. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. They're endangering the planet. And they don't care that if either of them dies, that would be the literal end of the world, by the way. So at one point, Naruto gets uh gets uh beat and drops in the water and Sasuke thinks he killed him and goes yeah ha, I did it and you're like you just ruined the world and he doesn't really give that much of a fuck and then Naruto has memories of, of all of his friends his friends such as uh the QB the and uh Obito <laughs> right and I I'm I bet you if you freeze frame it, Orochimaru is in there somewhere. <laughs> Picking him up oh, those were so, and pushing those him were out times. of the water. And then they fucking have their big final clash. And then they, they do their, their, their uh, Rasengan, uh, excuse me, um, Chidori versus um, Rasengan. And they blow their Rasengan arms again. off. I didn't know they blew their arms off. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Good for you, idiots. Right? And then... Eventually, Sasuke's like, oh, God, fine, fine, I lost. And then everyone's like, yay. And then they hard cut to a conversation where Kakashi, the Kokage, is like, hey, so you know how you did all those crimes and you were a big old ninja Al-Qaeda member? And how the moment you go missing, you're supposed to be executed on site. But actually, uh, we're going to let all that slide because you helped us in the final battle at the end. So it's all good. It's all good, bro. Oh, no problem. And then he winks at Sakura and that's that. And then like, and and then, and Sakura's free to 
you know, get pregnant with the person who beats her and doesn't yes. love her. Yes. Absolutely. Because Abuse wins. Abuse wins. Um, not to mention, of course, that earlier in the story, uh, Orochimaru, who comes back um, uh, right after um, the Itachi fight with him, because by the way, Itachi's a fucking, he's the only solid dude, and he's and he he's dying words are, Sasuke, could you stop being a dick? Be chill. His dying words are, Sasuke, chill the fuck out, dude. I love you. I'm out of here. Chill. And, and like, and Sasuke like takes that and goes, I will have no chill. And then Orochimaru gets ripped. He, he brings Orochimaru back. And Orochimaru is basically like, I have no way to win any of these fights. So I'm just along for the ride. I'm here to watch. And uh, Kabuto gets back. It comes back. And Kabuto at that point is as just as bad as, as evil as Orochimaru. Because um, he uses all of Orochimaru's powers to literally create the zombie army that they, they fight, by the way. He, he was the one resurrecting everybody. Mm-hmm. So he, too, oh, I know. has a body count of thousands on his hands. But, hey, uh, he got caught inside uh, the Izanagi-Izanami counter. And he was then forced to see the error of his ways. And he has a tragic past where his glasses came from a nun when he was an orphan. And uh, after acknowledging his tragic past... Uh, he found himself. He was freed from the um, <laughs> from the. You are stuck in this. Imagine if you got hit with gold experience requiem, like Diavolo, but if you changed your way of thinking, yeah, you would be free. So eventually, guess what? He changes his ways of thinking and he becomes free. And so he's hanging out. And then you're like, yeah, okay, well, you know. Uh, tons of bodies on your on your hands, tons of blood on your hands, but uh, you know, whatever, it's cool. I don't actually have a problem with having to go to purgatory and having like your evil burned off like that, and having like a genuine change. If being in that is like horrible, well, I'm gonna assume that it was real bad. Perhaps, but I mean, we don't know how. But like the time frame in which we were we were given was that he was gonna be stuck in there for what feels like an eternity. And then he shows back up, I don't know, maybe like a week later. Where we're, so, you know, less than a week, probably a couple days. It wasn't that bad. Whatever the time it took for Sasuke to join the battlefield and then, and then Kabuto to show up later, you know, I, I I don't know, but it was, it wasn't, it was, yeah, hours, it wasn't even a day. Hours. He was in the loop for hours and then he comes back. So there you go. (laughs) Oh, wow. He had a couple hours to go, oops, my B. You know, so we just we let it rock, you guys, and 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 it all leads to a point where I'm just like, in conclusion here, um, Kishimoto, I need, I have to, I'm like, you know that thought where you're just like, who hurt you? Who was the friend that left you when you were a child that never ever acknowledged you, never called you, again. and you have so many words for them, and they've left you on red, and they didn't block you. But you can see that they've read your big messages and they're not acknowledging your existence in any other way. And you're just like, God damn it, let me get my final word in. And they won't let you. And you're like, I'll forgive anything. You know? If you just talk to me. He was obsessed with someone at some point because the level of obsession that comes from Naruto's persistence is so insanely unhealthy. And it leads to... I see what people are saying. I see what people are saying. I'm going to get to I'm, it. I'm looking yeah. it up right now. And so you keep it going. It leads to Sasuke 
having a moment where he's lying on the ground with his arm blown off where it looks like he's reading from a script that says, Naruto, in the end, I was wrong. You were right. I should have listened to you the whole time. You were there by my side. You cared for me the whole time. I don't know why I didn't see it earlier, but it really was always about you. And for that, I am sorry. I accept your friendship. Right? Like, a, like, like literally a, the kind of message you read with the energy of there are dudes with, 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 there are dudes standing behind you ready to cut your head off read this message fucking insane and 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 he just like yep okay this is the words i'm going to speak in sasuke's mouth apparently through the words of his brother is what i'm seeing here apparently him yeah, and his brother he had has a falling out a twin out. brother who is also a manga artist 666 satan i do remember that he is his his older twin brother yeah, he had a manga that he that he tried to get off the ground and it didn't really go anywhere. But I do remember when the other Kishimoto showed up. So whatever the relationship was, if that if that's what it was, then so be it. But it really just screams, I will not let go of someone who doesn't want anything to do with me. And then this manga is a way of forcing that person to say, I am sorry. It was you. You were right. I was wrong. And to, so that you can sleep at night. And it's crazy. It's so unhealthy. And, and, and do you get the glimpse of the future where, hey man, Boruto's hanging out and Sarada's hanging out and Orochimaru's kid is hanging out and you're like, oh yeah, okay, no, he's fine. You mean his club? Whatever it is. All of his, all of his, all of his, his fucking shit doesn't matter. We don't care. Because the puppet master had a puppet master, and that puppet master had a puppet master, and that puppet master had the real puppet master, and the real puppet master was not even really a person so much as she was an entity. Kaguya is not even a, she's not even a person. She's just this weird alien thing that barely talk. Like she talks, but they don't even treat her like they treat her like a force almost because she gets to take all the blame on her, if anything. But then it turns out that she was literally running from other aliens in space. And when they landed on the moon, when they landed on the moon, uh, they created a whole colony there that led to, of course, uh, the, 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 the Byakugan and that everyone who has eyeballs that are special in this world is literally descended from an alien. But you know, that's neither here nor there. So I have a I have a question that I'm pretty sure I know the answer to, but I want confirmation because you've been digging. Everyone had a puppet master, and that's why they get off. Right? And no one is allowed to take responsibility for their actions. They have to have a source of why they did the wrong that then absolves them of the wrong and puts the blame on the other person. Uh, as uh, right. going up an, an infinite chain. So what? Is Orochimaru's tragic backstory puppet thing? I don't know. Apparently, is it because there isn't one? I don't think there is. I don't know. All I know is he was a shitty kid. He had involved. He he was involved with Danzo at some point, but we never got to see anything that shows you Orochimaru's tragic swing story. People are saying, alternatively, 
his parents died or nothing. He was just evil. Um, he's just evil. All right, I have a follow-up question. Well, you can answer this, and I'm also like Danzo. Also, does he even apologize once? Uh, so again, going off of what I've seen on camera. He has a fight where he's fighting alongside um he's fighting alongside Sarutobi, right? And I don't recall ever no. seeing an apology. I don't recall ever seeing an apology, but the closest thing you get to one is in a fight where he's he's side to side with uh with the third and then he go and basically he's going it's interesting to see how this will all play out. I am glad that I'm still alive, that I can see how this will play out. And then Saratobi is like, oh, you know, even though my student got lost, it sure is nice to fight alongside him once again. And that's it. The end of his sentiment is, well, I want to see how this goes. And that's the closest thing to an I'm sorry you get. And they just let they him let go. Him go. He's good to go. Um, he is, from my knowledge, and I've I, you know, I've I've dabbled in this shit, right? Um, as far as I'm concerned, he's actually like the worst out of all the villains because his his goals are so transparent. It's like I want to live forever, and I'll do whatever I need to do to do that. Well, that almost makes him and he, the simplest. Yeah, but like he does, he does. They're so he's he's so evil. He's so oh yeah. Laughably oh yeah. Evil. Danzo is Danzo and, is really fucking garbage though. Um, Danzo but, is the straight but, but up he like just gets away. Danzo with it. is the like how quickly can we murder these babies? Right. It's not enough that we get that we get it done. We need to get it done efficiently because we need to get as many baby murders in on before the clock is is, is punched. But 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 like he's he's the worst one. And his goal is obvious, and he never apologizes, and they let him go for for what appears to be no reason. And in Boruto, he's still doing it. And everyone's just cool with it. Sure. Cause... There's a really interesting moment, by the way, in the story where... Because they never really acknowledge that while the end of the world is happening literal ninja ragnarok is going on the moon has turned into the infinite Tsukiyomi. we are all at its behest they never really acknowledge what's happening to you know the rest of the countries including the fire country because ninjas are all hidden in the leaves are hidden in the rocks are hidden in the sand are hidden in the mist they're just little small parts of these larger countries that have their own economies, leaders, worlds, and samurais, which uh, Sasuke... And they're real, real countries. countries. Which Sasuke uh, murdered a whole bunch of cops, by the way. A whole bunch of samurai cops, just yeah. like that for no reason. So he's got a body count. Um, there's one moment where they meet the leader of a country who's just this apathetic, meh, I don't know, who cares, I'm bored. Like, full-on, like... Um, um, you know, uh, fucking bu- bureau- bureau- bureaucratic uh, autocrat, right? Bureaucrat slash autocrat. And, like, they just kind of have a moment of, like, yeah, these people are, like, they don't care about what's happening here. But the stakes they're fighting for are, like, 
they're summoning meteors to crash into the planet. Like, it is becoming Genova. It is becoming the fucking absolute end of the world. And it's like, yeah, the ninjas are having their little scrap over there. Who knows? They never really acknowledge what the hell, what the hell was happening outside of any of this, this realm, you know? Dude, there's so many fucked up things about this story. The forgiveness angle is one that I'm like, I don't, I always get yelled at whenever I, I misattribute chalking something up to like cultural differences, but I can only think of cultural differences being a part of why forgiveness is such a problem in Naruto. I think there's something about like, well, that and personal history. That's I, I have no other idea what to peg it on because it just seems like the willingness to forgive horrible atrocity is something that uh, they that might be a cultural thing that is okay. That you know, I guess Kishimoto's cool with. Kishimoto sounds like the kind of guy who would deny like Japanese war atrocities. Right up until the point where someone shows him a video, and then he's like, "But they realize that they felt bad about it on their deathbeds when they were eighty-five years old." Yeah, that's basically the direct analogy. We have to forgive. That's basically them. We have the direct to. analogy I drew when I was going through that moment discussing it in the thing. It's just like there's something here about people doing horrible things and then getting the complete slap on the wrist at worst. Or absolutely no acknowledgement of their crimes as a standard, and we just move past it. Especially if it's a you character that people, you know, like. And it's really interesting. You look at a story like Attack on Titan, which uses a lot of like World War II, uh, like Germanic, even pseudo Nazi imagery, and is just gluttonous with atrocity, yeah. right? And the characters involved are all staring at a mirror going, oh, we're all becoming tainted garbage. Like, whenever this conflict is over, we kind of all have to die. Because we're all horrible. Like, even the characters in the universe are like, oh, we're not coming back from this. Uh, in, In what? In and attack, attack yes, 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 exactly. Like, yeah. the characters are doing all oh, yeah, sorts yeah, yeah, of crazy yeah. shit, but none of them even attempt to justify their actions so anymore. So, I, I... They're just... Yeah, no, and there's there's literal there's literal moments here that are... Uh, you can draw parallels with uh, fucking... Op- I, I, like, I, I think I said Operation Paperclip and Unit 731 are, like, these... Yeah, yeah, these moments in history where you're like, hey, man... You did a lot of awful shit. Really horrible things. Did you write down the results of your experiments? Sure did. Can I have those results? Are you gonna prosecute me for my crimes? Not if you hand over those results. Here you go. Clean record. Thanks, Orochimaru. Um, yeah, man. It is, it is exhausting. It is exhausting. But you still get those nuggets of cool. I still like the fourth Hokage. I still think the fourth Hokage is the shit. He's rad. His abilities are great. And you get to see him using them in fun ways, even though his power-ups make no sense. You find out that as they were dying, they said to the third, to Sarutobi, please take care of our son. 
and he says, I will. Hard cut to Naruto on the streets being picked on and treated like garbage while the third is in his big house with his big family ignoring the child in the streets. <laughs> he's like checking up on him in the crystal ball. Ah, he's fine. And he literally He'll said live. he literally said he would take care of <coughs> he said he'd take care of the kid to the dying mother and then tosses him in a fucking dumpster and goes on about his life because he's got Azuma and he's got Konohamaru and they're the real things that matter. Um yeah. Yeah. In the end, uh the only pure relationship is Shikamaru and Tamari. And Shikamaru continues to be the best. He's got pure Legend of the Galactic Heroes energy. And I love him. It's like, ha, I tricked you, moron. I didn't realize until I saw that post that that Legend of the Galactic Heroes is a big old space opera starring Shikamaru. And that's why it's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> the guy in charge is that. Uh. Tired, brilliant, and overall, like, pretty lighthearted. Doesn't want to be yep. there. Easygoing, lighthearted, sarcastic, but military genius. Yang Wenli is Shikamaru. It's the best shit ever. It's the best. So take him out of the context of this show and put him in a series where the world is actually smart and good and you get my favorite anime. Anyway, um, yes. Uh, and I've seen, I've seen little clips here and there and I'll dial, I'll delve in to fucking round out when I'm not sick of tired of this shit. But at one point, um, I saw a clip of someone where like, uh, Naruto walks home and he's got a little pot and, in the pot is the the one tails, the Shukaku. Remember the thing? Remember that beast with, with Gara? Yeah. And then he shows it to his daughter, and his daughter goes, It's so cute. Oh my god. I love it. And the Shukaku is like, Hey, put me down. Ha ha la la lol. And he's got these cute little legs and he's got these cute little arms. And he's got his cute little head sticking out of the pot. And he's a buddy, right? Because all the tailed beasts are buddies now, right? They all became they all had their tragic past and they all they're all friends now. So the, 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 the one tail Shukaku is in the pot and he's like, like getting hugged as a little mascot, like Meowth by Naruto's daughter, right? And it doesn't take a minute for it to fucking kick in that this is the same monster that threatened to murder everyone Gara knows and loves if he ever falls asleep. So Gara has to stay awake forever. Because the Shukaku like a decade, will take right like, to the point where his eyes are blackened like mascara, but it's not mascara. It's just bags because he doesn't sleep because if he sleeps, the evil monster will take control and kill everyone. This is the cute mascot that Naruto's letting his daughter play with. Lest we forget. I would. So this is the kind of thing where Naruto's been running for a while. And you get the feeling that Kishimoto just literally forgot that that was a thing. 
I don't think it's that he forgot. I think it's that he doesn't weigh sins. He doesn't think the past matters. Naruto chasing down Sasuke, no matter what evils and horrible shit he did, no matter how trash he was, is that is showing you that Naruto has a goldfish memory and he's really just going forward on his feelings and he refuses to accept reality. And the bad guy, by the way, Obito, is literally trying to change reality because his girlfriend died. And his girlfriend, fuck off. She didn't even like him. Uh, the girl he had a crush on that didn't like him because she, you know, uh, she fucking, she like, yo, Kakashi is the real man, right? Um, she died and he wants to change reality so that, like, it's like she never died then and we can we can all pretend it didn't happen. And in the meantime, your main character is refusing to accept the reality that his friend wants nothing to do with him, is no longer his friend, and has become an awful person. And in the end, that persistence works out. As long as you're a chosen one. The chosen one is the most tired fucking trope of all time. I'm so fucking sick of it. And we can move on. So Naruto's really good, and you should read it. It's goddamn fantastic. Okay. Um, I think I, I think I got that nicely summed up. Uh, please look forward to the conclusion of Wooly versus Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Four, otherwise known as Back Out. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's coming up. That's continuing on Wooly versus as well as Dokapon Kingdom. Go to, we don't even need to fucking get into it. It's, it, it, it's the most stressful thing. Is everyone still alive? We're all alive. We're all stressing harder than ever. Like winning or losing. We're all having these, but well, really mostly me and Reggie, but Min is, he's not showing it. He's good at not showing it, but we're all having panic attacks. It's horrible. Um, that's what's happening, and apparently some people have started streaming Dokapon on the, on, uh, on on Twitch as well. So hey, uh, I, not only have I uh, affected the the price of the used game, but uh, people are getting in there. So that's fun. That's fun. Um, Congrats, you've ruined society. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that continues over on Wooly Versus and. Um, uh, we'll also be starting a new LP as of uh, Monday, uh, excuse me, as of Tuesday, which is tomorrow, because, uh, you know, I, like I said, we've finished up uh, Naruto, so we'll be starting something new. Uh, and um, we have checked in, and, I, and, I, and it looks like it is all clear and safe to resume KOTOR 2. So we will be resuming KOTOR 2 this Wednesday as well. Uh, we have uh, given it uh, well, well, well past um, any sort of uh, clearance time you're supposed to give it in terms of uh, okay. recovery and, and, and such. Um, at Ultimately, it looks like uh, there... Is it even confirmed what V was he did not have any. He did not have any fever. He did not have any sort of uh, direct symptoms. He only had flu-like symptoms. And those were basically the, 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 the CDC recommendation is that you give it 72 hours without symptoms. And we gave it three fucking weeks. Um, so, uh, at the end of the day, we're looking, uh, yeah, looks like we are, we are with the all clear. So that will be continuing as well. 
and um you know all the usual all the good stuff over on uh woolly versus so you can check that out over there twitch twitter Hey, before we get into news, do you mind if I take a bathroom break? Because I need to splash some water on my face, because that shit just kind of sucked my soul No problem. That did take a while. That Naruto shit is just just damaging. Yes, and you know... They just let him... Hey, I have a question. I have a follow-up question before I walk to go take a pee. Like a year ago, when you started to get back into Naruto, I think I said, dude, they just let him get away. And you were like, I have an inkling. Mm -hmm. Yep. Did you think I was talking about fucking Orochimaru? Yes. Because, but did you think they would just let him get away for no I reason? I mean, it, 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 it's, <laughs> it's psychotic, but at that point, they're chasing down Sasuke still and trying to forgive him. So, you know what I mean? Like, nothing's outside the realm of plausibility. To me, that, like, that, I mean, you just talked to me for, like, an hour about dumb uh, yeah. bullshit, but, like, nothing I have heard can top, like, they just let him, they yeah. just let him go. Yeah. No swing. They no swing. No, no swing reason. music, no sadness and sorrow, and 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 you know and and, and like it, that what that did take a while, but you have to understand this was a very long journey for me. <laughs> very long journey, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'll be back. In started a bit. fucking three I four gotta, years I, ago. So all right, brp. I gotta empty my. Not pee-pee. a problem. I'll see you guys in a second. How do I do but, this? Where's the? Oh, there it is. Okay. Hello. Hey, Wooly. Let me ask you a question. As we get into news, which I'm going to go news. Right? You're doing a telecom character like noise, right? Like that's my idea, but I but I but it's it's melded into trash. Right. Right. Over time. Like the news jingle. Yeah. Okay. What's up? Yeah. So there's there's a big news story this week. There's a couple. I think. There's a couple of talkables. Um, <clears throat> I just have to ask why is it that in the company of Justin Wong, Ultra David, Broly Legs, In Vain, Ricky Ortiz, SEO, Perfect Legend, Meister, Ace King offsuit, Apology Man, Big Bird, Jeff the Hero, Harada, Young PTK, and Maximilian Dude. Am I being included as part of the FGC and you're not? Because I had no take on it when that happened. Why didn't you have a take on it? Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I FGC outrank you now. There you go. No, that's your first thing. What are you doing? What are you talking about? That's your first Event Hub story. Been on Event Hubs many times. Did do you not know that? I'm sure you were, buddy. Well, I got my late take. My late take. Yeah, was it that shrine that you tweeted? Because that was pretty funny. Powerline adapters, baby. There's what you got. Did you build that? Is that yours? Or is no, that I bought like these. Image you found? No, I bought these. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. So you got the candles and all that. Yeah, shit? yeah, I did. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I did that. That was a that was a setup. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> and, and I, uh, 
<laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, since it's pretty hard to get materials these days, I had to look around the house to see what type of decorative items I could use. And, uh, yeah. the little, um, flowers and, and wheat, uh, were, you know, they were the only ones in the house. Those were the ones that Steph preserved from the, the field where I proposed. So, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, let me just make sure to keep these away from the candles and not burn them down for the meme. Yeah. <laughs> let's not burn away. Don't burn your house down Let, for me. Let's not bro. burn away the house and the, and the, 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 uh, the sentimental value of these flowers. <laughs> let's not roast them down for the dankest memes. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. But, um, but it's a pretty dank meme. Yeah. So, uh, in any case, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's the, yeah, the Evo online news is, is it's time. It's popping off. It's happening. It's, I feel like you and I have been prepping for this news story for like three years. I mean, you have been complaining about fighting game online forever. And now, oh my God, now everyone has to live it. So, you know, the way that, uh, this is going to be, uh, going down, of course, is, going to be not considered official right so the first thing to the first thing you gotta realize is no one's gonna take this as a official evo even though it's got the name on it they're gonna do everything even though it's the most official evo even though it's the most official it's ever been it's (laughs) it is this is going to be put out there as a fun replacement event don't take it too seriously folks why bullshit no it's 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 you know and and it's the real it's the first evo (laughs) (laughs) this is it's all been in preparation this is the real one. Evo starts now. Listen, Evo, the spirit of Evo is an open tournament. This is an open worldwide tournament. Evo begins at quarantine. Yes. Okay. The uh, We've been waiting for the shoot of a drop on this one for a while because they've waited really long into this. Yeah, really, To really announce long. that Evo was being um, canceled. And I guess they wanted to confirm the online component. But... Evo was announced to uh, be canceled for 2020, and it will be replaced with uh, an unofficial online event. So, this is definitely going to be... here's It's a fucking blow-up, no matter what happens, because you gotta call... So sick, Because you, you gotta call it unofficial, because um, the genre has not lived up to a quality that supports an online official event. There are there have been online yeah. official events, but most games cannot do these. Some games can. So most games can't. I'd like to drill down with slightly more specificity on your statement. The genre in specific cases has lived up to the promises of an online tournament. However, None of those games yep. Yep. are the ones yep. that are being played yep. at Evo this year. Yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. Including one, MVC2, yep. which is unbuyable currently. 
the genre has solved these problems. They have been solved. You're super <laughs> right. The flagships and the banners that represent the most popular games in the genre are the ones that are failing. And that exposure has never been more real, has never been more it's hard. The, it's a... You want to talk about you would, uh, 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 a punctuation at the end of the rollback sentence that has been the news stories. Been growing in power this year. We've been covering for 12 months now. This is the fucking exclamation mark, right? Now, now <laughs> you want your fucking, now you can't leave, right? Now you, now you can't play offline. You're stuck in here with me. Now you're stuck in Net here, code. right? We told you to leave. You didn't want to leave. Now you can't leave, <laughs> right? Now there is no offline. Now you gotta play online. Did you do your due diligence, right? This is a judgment day of your game's netcode, and it's coming for us all. And it'll be very clear, because we don't have to pretend... Very clear. We don't have to pretend we don't know what's up. It'll be very clear that, like, most of the most popular games are going to be absolute shit shows of events. Anything on that main list is going to be in trouble, with the exception of those who have, A done their fucking homework like uh i mean again mk has good online it works they built a system well, thank that works. god mk11 is gonna be there this well and as i was talking to reggie about on stream the resurgence of uh killer instinct skull girls and them's fighting herds which is now out of early access and full launch that's 1.0 good job guys. they made it Congrats to them's fighting herds. Main six did it. Good guys. Um, the games where the net code works suddenly have all the relevance in the world. And suddenly all the endless annoying chatter that would come from your, your say jams and your ultra Davids. And, you know, I mean, like, I feel like we yelled about it for quite a bit and like anyone who understands in your Keats and your and your um, um, uh, best of bonds and uh, you know what I mean like uh, uh, Mike Z. You would usually say all of these this voices kind of situation puts it under a microscope or a um, magnifying glass. You know, right? That's the expression you would usually use. This is the Hubble Space Telescope, exactly pointed at this problem. And now all of these individuals, Max standing loudly with the fucking blaring speaker, going, "Holy shit, we have an answer! We have an answer!" Mike Z put out a goddamn like treaties <laughs> on fucking Wi-Fi just a like it's beautiful a week ago. It was super ghetto, filmed in his room, low light. But he explained exactly why why wireless is always bad. It doesn't matter how fast your connection is. It matters that it's... It doesn't even matter what you're using it for. It's that it <laughs> drops. It's consistency, not speed. A huge, huge thing that people still don't understand. And, you know, when I see those threads of, like, explain it like I'm five, it's like, yeah, like, people really need to have this broken down. Because, you know, they don't always share and get around. The word doesn't get around. I mean, that, that Keats video traveled. It traveled pretty far, but it, not far enough, apparently, you know? So, 
Um, all of this comes to a head now where you cannot ignore its girth nor its gait. You cannot ignore that you made a game, you didn't give a fuck, or you just ignored it, or you just did things the way you always did. Your online sucked, you made no attempt to address the complaints people have been making for months to years about your game, and now, when Evo needs to work online, it's going to make your game look like shit. And it was all your fault. This is incredible catharsis, because we've been complaining about this for a long time. I've been complaining about it since I had to play Third Strike on the 360 emulation like forever right it's so stupid but the problem was always first of all not a single one of these games is from anywhere but japan this year at evo and japanese devs go ah it's fine they shrug and they go ah it's fine right and i i feel the decision Maybe it's makers. Of me. The decision makers. But I, yeah, the decision makers. I feel that the reason why it's so easy to shrug and say it's fine is because it's not visible. People complain, right? People get mad. Maybe even sales go down. But it's not like everyone sees it. Pat, do you right? remember? Sorry. Go ahead. Finish your point, because I have... have They're going to see it now. That's all. I I had one more sentence. This is unavoidable to watch. You have... It will be very, very (laughs) visible. Uh, You see that clip where uh, the official Nintendo Smash tournament has some fucking lag in the middle of the match, and they cut away to the announcers going, oh, looks like we're having uh, a little bit of an issue here, but uh, don't worry. Um, this is uh, only happening on the um, the stream side of things. That's just our production. Uh, the players will are still playing uh, with no interruptions whatsoever, so don't worry about it. And they literally just lied to you, pretending that the players weren't lagging in-game, saying that the players are experiencing... A- for every game, for every match. Uh, it's, it's psychotic. Um like- like the top three games at Evo this year are SF5, Tekken, and Smash Bros. Right? It is astonishing to me because all three of them are going to fall apart in different ways. SF5 has the netcode rollback shit done badly, where many, many matches in top eight. Are going to be teleporting shit fests. Unwatchable garbage. Tekken 7, their top eight has people from fucking the west coast of the US, Korea, Japan, and Pakistan with delay based net code. You're gonna see Earthwind Godfists come out and you're gonna wait for five seconds. To see if the fucking guy dodged it before it happened. Not unless you... And then smash! Fucking smash! If the connection's bad enough, it'll fucking drop you and replace you with a fucking bot! (laughs) (laughs) And that bot could win! That bot could win (laughs) EVO! Not if you... Not if you pray and retweet my holy tweet. Not if you retweet my holy tweet, then you're covered. No internet in the world. No netcode in the world. No fucking connection is going to make Tekken 7 from motherfucking Pakistan to San Francisco work. I want to give... 
I want to give a hearty shout out to the Kill Sage, uh, FGC God, who said on April 26th, Today in Skullgirls, I played some people from Canada, Europe, Saudi Arabia, and Brazil. The netcode patch is excellent. Join us. I am shaking with excitement. I don't know if you I heard. Am, my hands are trembling. I don't know if you heard, but they found a way to make the netcode in Skullgirls better. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but they literally went... Uh, actually, I literally didn't. They went, oh shit, yo, we can make this rollback even better. And they, ficking, and they fucking patched it, and they made it even better, dude. You know what the like, best part it's, it's about good net play is for Skullgirls and fucking Killer Instinct in particular? Those games in the FGC like mentality or zeitgeist or whatever, they're old and they might as well be dead, right? I bet you a hundred fucking dollars if I loaded up Skullgirls right now. I would be able to get into a good match in less time than it would take you take me to get into a match in Street Fighter V. Yes, that's the nature of good netcode is it doesn't just mean the matches you play have a better consistency and quality to them. It means you can match up with more people. By making the matches more consistent you can open up the amount of people you're allowed to connect to. Um, Which means a community can survive on, what, 2,000 worldwide Much players? less than usual. You know, 50 dedicated motherfuckers that want to hold a game on their back but can't connect to each other can't, Forever. can't do anything. Yeah. So when you talk about visibility and, and, and you know, the nature of... Uh, how you can uh, out of sight, out of mind, a problem in development. It really is interesting because, like, it's almost a little bit of like, remember when we'd hear about like um, garbage news from like uh, Atlas treat and their treatment of the UK. Yep, forever. And there's a recent uh, guy on Twitter complaining about the Sega just forgetting that Nordic countries exist. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like all of those issues are these perfect things of just like, yeah, like fuck that region. Right. It's not whatever. We're dealing with this and we're dealing with some of that and whatever. You know, it's. Hey, hey, I'm going to do an impression. Are you guys ready for my impression? Here's me pretending to be. Every single video game developer that's not CD Projekt for the past 20 years. All right? Here it goes. Hey, Poland. Suck it. That was my impression. Thank you, everyone. Damn. Damn. You know, Polish was a list on the on the Nordic Languages localization QA that we would do. <laughs> it was there. They did have it. EFIGSD, PPSK, you know. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the, so you have these little things where they just like out of sight, out of mind, these areas. And for the longest while, they would have, um, for the longest while that you'd have these fucking, uh, 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 devs that were just like, yeah, this is our way or the highway. This is the way we've always done it. You know, the deal we're repeating the same information at this point. Seth Killian came out and told us guys, they just don't really want to play along. 
they don't care. They have a way of doing things that's rigid and you can't really penetrate it. It takes a while to convince them of anything. What do you want me to fight for? You know? And so, um, when, and then when it came to just people stuck in their ways, stuck in their ways, stuck in their ways, decision makers, you know, that force others who, you know, can try their best to convince, but they won't get their words across. And look, when it came down to Arxis, we literally found out that they were, they were arguing with each other. They were arguing with each other. The people making decisions had more sway and were basically saying, no, we're going to do the net code we do, which is delay based. We're going to stick with it. It's fine. They saw no problem with the way things have been done in all previous games. They saw no issue with any of the other games at the moment. They're the decision makers and they're like, yeah, we're doing what we've always done. And like internally fights were happening you know and you you made a tweet to the effect of like oh to be a fly on the wall you know when yeah uh, it my tweet that that was to be a fly on the wall when people who said it's fine watch their games literally fall to pieces on the biggest stage they could ever be on you know i would love to hear like the energy that the few that are fighting for net uh, for for fucking rollback, there are assuredly some people at Capcom at Arxis that are like, like you think you think we're getting excited? Yeah, to be proven, exactly right? exactly. Imagine that's what imagine I'm saying. Being the guy get in a meeting screaming at someone the, in Japanese, the annoying guy that they're so sick of that is trying to get the right thing done so that the game is better. And they're not listening to you. And now this happens, right? It is totally your day. It is absolutely your victory to have when this all falls apart. Hey, guess what? That guy, whoever the fuck it was, whatever group of people it was, it couldn't have been one person, right? At Arxis, they won their battle, but it wasn't guaranteed to go forward, right? This Evo with fucking Dragon Ball and Grand Blue just falling to shit. They're good. They, they they're locked in. So the their decision will have borne fruit. The one guy was probably not one guy. It was likely a group. And that group five, ten people. That group of people at Arxis were able to take the sheer numbers of surveys filled out. At Arc Revo and after the beta, and coat themselves in an armor of it and go into those meetings. They built a fucking power armor out of the amount of survey results they got because that shit stacked to the ceiling. Everyone, everyone made sure to say rollback matters, netcode matters, right? And, uh, let's, let's not. You know, let's not get it twisted. Uh, the people responsible for making this survey certainly had questions laid out oh, yeah. in such a way oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. these points could be made easy. <laughs> you understand? Sometimes when you want to ask an audience something and make it very clear to a, a, a negative uh, authority what your point is, you want to... I don't know, maybe lead, <laughs> maybe lead the witness a so, little bit. And you kind of lead the audience like, a little bit by going, hey, here's a nice big old question for you. How important 
is netcode to you. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? Uh, I like your phrasing as coding themselves in armor, right? There's a there's a old there's an old phrase uh, in in like an old legal phrase that is the law is a shield, it's not a weapon, right? Uh, those surveys and that feedback, those were shields, right? That's so that they could get in to that meeting and not get dismissed out of hand and you know and actually get their point across. Look how many people care about the this. The videos of Grand Blue Fantasy versus Top 16, that's a sword. <laughs> that's the ability to walk in and start losing your mind. And start going, I told you, you motherfuckers. I fucking told you. <sighs> I, I mean, Reggie came on and talked about how his copy of Grand Blue, he tried to play with a dude in fucking Montreal Nord and couldn't get a decent match going. Because it was not fucking, it just didn't work. And it's like, dude, I was going to pick it up just to fuck around with it and realized I probably would never have been able to get a good match and just like, it's so stupid. And this is, this isn't even the, the like, oh, I, I want a game to get back into fighting games. It's like, no, I was literally going to be like, I would have picked it up for like an afternoon, right? And be like, oh, cool. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get that afternoon. <laughs> I'm not even going to get like, fuck. I mean, you know, it's we say it every time, so you know, God bless if you're if you're sick of hearing it. But it's 13 years old. It's a solution that's 13 years old, and we're still here. So yeah, so here we go. This is the punctuation, and hopefully, hopefully, I am rooting for catastrophe. I'm rooting. Well, I'm rooting for like that. So I want the ashes. Uh, I want commentary. I want. I'm rooting for catastrophe. So that from the ashes is born a new understanding that we need that to stop. We need Evo 2020 to go as poorly as possible netcode-wise for games that are still on fucking delay-based to make the point clear. And I bet I'm not the only one. And I bet there are players out there that who knows what they might do. When when streamed on a live match, maybe Hopefully. maybe make a point of some kind. <laughs> Anything is possible. Okay, get your lag switches so, out. There were oh, there no. were a lot of amazing takes from the Evo 2020, but I think what might be the best one is I forget who was saying it, but it was like. I hope the guy who made Tiny Ryu with Infinite Meter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yes, 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 yes. Like eight inch tall Ryu with Infinite Meter. Tool assisted for grand finals. <laughs> Tool assisted for fucking grand finals. Absolutely. I, you know what I want to see? I want to see fucking Jay Wong and whoever the fuck else. And I want to see someone pull a cord and have the match go, oops, uh, no winner. 
There was a or there was another fuck. I don't know who they there was, gotta do a do over. There was another tweet I, I saw where it's just like can't wait for grand finals featuring uh, low tier god and Cerro blast on alternate accounts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know who knows? Who knows? How the fuck are they going to police multiple entries? Well, hey, buddy, notice. Notice I said unofficial. Yeah. There you can't. It's done. It's unofficial. It's funsies. Oh my god. It's funsies. Alright? That's what I'm getting at. How you you can't pull So I'd like to announce, by the way, I'm gonna enter Evo this year. Well I'm saying you can't you can't <laughs> dude, like there's no anyone that's like, no, it's gonna be official. It's like, how are you gonna make it? How are you going to prove that somebody didn't pass the fucking stick between rounds? You know? You're going to have a video of every person. And that you upload to slow down the connection further? What are you going to do? Put more. You just can't let. You know what I mean? Like, it's done. It's done. It's done, dude. There's those 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 uh, hot potato videos of people playing in Marvel where, like, they tag out and tag characters and then, like, literally swap you know, one character. Yeah, can, that's cool. You get, you literally are gonna have that shit. You can't fucking stop that. It's this is this is fun. This is funsies. It's nonsense, dude. It can't be possibly official because people competing from their couch cannot be regulated in any way, shape, or form. There's only one thing that takes the wind out of my sail on this because that this is I, I will be very honest this is legitimately the most excited i have ever been for anything ever relating to fighting games sounds like it ever like there's no qu- like it, this is the this is the most awesome hilarious shit ever the only thing that could make it better is if one of those nine games was Skullgirls or killer instinct so that you get the contrast so that you could see yep. it. Yep. So everything would be falling to pieces yep. and it'd be a nightmare shit show. And the clear And then they cut to the answer. camera showing the KI tournament and it's fine. Yep. The clear answer <laughs> is there in the games that work. Yep. Totally. Totally. And it's fine and there's commentators and they're just chatting and it's normal. You know? I just... Yeah. It's it's a world that, like, you're allowed to be as smug as possible if you made those games. Because you're just like, yeah, I don't know what the rest of you guys are doing. You know? There, there, are, there are tiers of smugness here, right? We're on tier two. No, we're on tier three. Tier one is uh, Mike Z and the Skullgirls gang, the KI gang, and the MK11 gang, the Power Rangers, Battle for the Grid people, the cannons, etc. Right? People who fucking did it, and it's done. Then you have the Arc System people who were like, fucking do it. Do it, you pussies. And then at Tier 3 is the people who've been beating the drum outside the business for mm-hmm. however long. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to give it a tier four, it's the like the fucking the cannons that invented it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, <coughs> no, I'd put cannons in tier one. Right? Yeah, okay. Because they 
What tier four would be uh, somebody who owns the uh, uh, red bars go home T-shirt, right? But that's a, that, it's it's psychotic because it's like literally it's like the cannons, the people, the the Evo makers are also the people that made the solution, <laughs> and you know what? No, watch it zero. get ignored. Because they made it, and they're running the tournament in which they're forcing people to look at how right they were. That's what it's it's cra- it's crazy, it's crazy right now. <laughs> they made the answer, and now they're staring at the results of like just stubbornness, where it's like, yeah, yeah, no, um, you you, you could have used our fix, you could have used it, you know. Do you think? Um, do you think? Um they're going to be smug enough to come out and be like, you know what would be the dunkest dunk ever? Invitational or closed beta for the fucking league fighting game alongside Evo broadcast. <laughs> Probably too soon for that, but it would be a pretty slam dunk. That would be like... yeah. A Way fucking to go. knife in the ribs. Mm-hmm. Anything. That- any honestly, any game that would get high profile uh coverage that has rollback would stand apart. That's it. Any game that that you know would- Okay, so what do we got? We got MK eleven, got Skullgirls, we got KI, we got uh uh Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. We have that fucking wacky animal fighting meme game. I mean, so MK, <laughs> we got them fighting her. MK is a weird one because it, it, like, it is it. They're not rollback, but they, but it works nonetheless. But it's good. But it's good. Um, you want to talk about uh, get last play two in there? Last play two got in there. Um, Mark of the Wolves got in there. MVCI got in there. Um, yeah, Marvel Infinite. Nax is beating that drum real yeah, good. Yeah, fight of that. animals. All of them. They got in there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Sam Show Five got it updated as well. A lot of retro games got it in there. You could just run it. You could just run it, man. It's the, it's the best. It's the best outcome. Oh, I'm stupid. I I was wrong about MK11. It is rollback. For the longest while, I, I completely misunderstood that. Sorry. Okay. So, yeah. You just get them all lined up, and you just show off, like... Good Evo Online. Here's what Evo could have been. Evo Online. It works edition. Yeah. 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 And 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 it and it there really it, it really 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 is like it's a, it's strange how hard that line is drawn between the west and Japan. Western games and Japanese games having just It's like it's different industries. It's like there's no there's no overlap at a all. Fucking a chasm, you know. Um yeah. So that's what's up. We'll see. We will see. All right. Well, let's get through a couple of other stories going on right now. <laughs> what's up? What's up? I'm glad you're glad. I'm glad as you're of, having a fucking blast with this. As of May 8th, 2019... The new update is here on Steam. Some God Ractors adjustment, and we changed our netcode from delay base to rollback. That is from the Fight of the Gods Twitter. Yeah. 
Fight of the Gods. The guys, they, you know, Fight of Animals. Oh, that's the same people. Same people. Oh wow. Same team. They retroactively they put Fight of Fight of Animals works uh, roll with uh, rollback, and then they went back to Fight of Gods and they put it in. I mean, if shit, the thanks for rolling back, Jesus. First version of it didn't have any netcode, so yeah, totally incredible. Totally. Um, hearing good things about that Battle for the Grid update. I'm hearing good things about it. I'm hearing uh, Power Rangers is getting fucking sick. Apparently, uh, the game is, is is looking mad nice right now. So, oh, thank you, darling. Appreciate it. So anyway, um. I think I think that point has been made and it's very clear. I really do want this to be the um <laughs> what the fuck was it called in uh in um in V for Vendetta the man from the root from whatever room I don't know sorry I didn't see it the man from room 5 <laughs> I want the man from room five to happen where the whole thing burns down. The lab burns down and the <laughs> fighting games all roast. And then out of the ashes, a rollback based game just rises up and goes. <laughs> I got it. I'm good. I'm all right. Just burning, burning. Make it happen. All right. <laughs> that scene is so fucking intense, dude. Okay, look. So we got some other news. Let's roll with it real quick. Um, All right, let's do it. Step one. This happened uh, actually uh, last week. But have you heard about Wastelanders? Wastelanders is the new update to Fallout 76. Oh, that. That is the new update that <sighs> fixes thousands of bugs, uh, as far as I'm to understand, and introduces a bunch of new content. Millions. Yeah, well, hey, we don't talk about the database. We just say lots of bugs fixed. However, unfortunately, alongside that major update came a clock reset because... A new major bug was found, according to reports from some players, some NPC companions from Wastelanders are stealing weapons and ammo off of dead players. And you can't get them back. If a player is unfortunate enough to be killed next to an NPC, there is a chance the NPC will steal the dead player's equipment and use it for themselves without the option to take it back. This can be seen as a major inconvenience if players were to lose rare or powerful weapons. It's not exactly clear what causes Oops. this to happen. Uh, they're looking into it. Clock. Oh, okay. clock reset. Good. You know, it's funny because uh, a friend of mine, Quiet Shy, recently did a, a video on Wastelanders. I don't think she ever did one back in the day. She does uh, a lot of Warframe stuff, but she also dive into garbage mm -hmm. and watch a break. And uh, as the video starts, one of her co-conspirators, DK, points out that um, there's no way for Shy to communicate with anyone in that game because it only has voice chat. 
There's no way to type anything oh my God. in that game at all. It's Mike only. Wow. <laughs> Mike only. Wow. That's fucking... That's... So if you happen to be mute or otherwise unable to speak for whatever reason, go fuck yourself. Um, If this bug were happening and enemies were robbing your corpses after killing you, that would... And you could get them back. That would be a really interesting almost intended feature. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be a cool feature to look at if that was what was happening. But in this case, it is friendly NPCs ganking your shit. Yeah. And too bad for you. Um, by the way, I have a bonus follow-up for uh, that uh, that audio thing. Uh, it. I don't think the bug is still there. But there was a bug that Joseph Anderson and uh, Mandalore described in uh, Joseph Anderson's video on Fallout 76 way back that uh, killed any potential chance of me ever streaming it even as a goof, which was the game, the server crashed on them and then the game crashed on them and the, and the, um, the, the fucking program was dead, like it was gone, mm-hmm. right? But voice chat was still on. Wait. The game crashed, but they were still... Crash was dead. ...able to chat. Dead. And there's no push to talk, so it was global. And so there was a background chat program that was completely separately... Fuck. Oh, that's terrifying. That's so bad. Oh, that's really, really bad. Wow. Can you imagine how scary that That's would be? fucking terrifying, dude. And there's no push to talk, so chat's on all the time. And, like, no one... What if no one told you? Holy shit. Say you... So you've say had you headphones plugged in f- so that it's not coming yeah. through your speakers, but your mic is just going. Game crashes? Yeah. All right, fuck that. I'm going to bed. Wake up the next day. Chat, chat, chat. <laughs> Oops. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I think fuck? it happened to uh, uh, Co Carnage as well, in which uh, there's a clip of him playing the game. And I think the game, he, I think he closes the game and, like, a, a girl starts talking to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? No. Not okay. Not, not okay. Not okay. Fuck that. That, that is more than enough for me to be like, I am never installing that if, even if I wanted to. Oh, yeah. Never. Like, that is insane. I thought I, I, I might stream it for a Just goof, to, like, right? no, no. That, that's, ins- that's psychotic. Like, under no circumstances is this to be trusted. Holy shit. Okay. Um,. I just spilled water. On other old, God. other other uh, week old story um, that um, hit the desk that you know a lot of people a lot of people saw. I think there's a lot of new folks that were not around back when um, we were talking about uh, things in relation to this story. Call of Duty Warzone is making suspected cheaters play together. Yay! Infinity Ward put out a tweet where they were talking about their new measures uh, being introduced into Call of Duty Warzone. Players in Warzone and Modern Warfare who report suspected cheaters will receive in-game confirmation when a player is banned. And there's additional security updates and things to match 
and, and updated matchmaking to match cheaters together. So those who fuck around continue to play with other people who are fucking around and they go to cheater jail. And that's Great. awesome. Uh, huge fan of that. Not the first time this has come up. Uh, those who remember... Yeah, I did something like Exactly. That, right? Those who remember four years ago, we talked about Killer Instinct and its uh, rage quit jail. When you rage quit too many times in KI and it detects that you have incomplete matches, you go to jail. And jail stops you from entering the uh, the killer bracket. It stops you from going to the 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 peak of the um, the leaderboards, where um, the, the you know you have your 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 top thirty two uh, people fighting, and it forces you to play against other people who rage quit as well. So, congratulations! If this is how you want to have fun, you can have fun in the special mode you've unlocked by being a piece of shit with other pieces of shit. Have fun together. May you never win <clears throat> or lose. Right. I would even go as far as to say, why not even just have a cheater mode on where people can just enter cheater mode and they can cheat as yeah, cheater Olympics. Cheater, just have a little separate, separate like lobby and have you know and just go, hey, you want to play the game? You want to cheat? Right over here, have fun. Here you go. And then you go in there and then you play a couple of matches and then uh, you go back to regular mode and then you start doing your bullshit. And then suddenly regular mode goes away. And now only cheater mode's available. Oh, crap. So you know right off the bat, oh, this is where I am. I'm not allowed in here. I can go play the other room. Hey, man, you can still get to play your game. No problem. Enjoy it with others who think exactly like you. Face yourself. The true self. Your shadow. I would definitely love to hear what people who cheat would think about that. I have an idea, but I would look. I have an idea. I would like. I would like to hear. Like you know, how people got. You know when you we. You know the, the fucking deliciousness that is the salty uh, forum posts of banned cheaters, and and ang- and rage quitters and such. Whenever we get to read those, it would. Uh, I would love to know if they see being matched up with other cheaters as any different from being kicked off of a game. Is there a different wouldn't. Is there a difference in perception where for example instead of being angry at the company for making them no longer be able to play the game because I have a busy life, I don't have enough time, I just wanted to enjoy winning. God fuck you for for, for making me my game no longer work. For example, uh, it's it's, it's it, I bet I imagine the statement would literally I didn't buy this game or I don't play this game so I could play and not win. Right. Sure. Sure. Right. It's it's my right to win. So if someone else were to encounter that exact person that says, I agree, I too play this game to win and I am against you. So I'm going to win. What does that person then respond? Hopefully it escalates to like a fist fight and they both fall off a cliff. It's, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that is like so fascinated with following 
the illusion until it's forced to face reality or break. So I want to know what the internal logic becomes. You know, if we Shutter Island these people, we Shutter Island them, we take them through every single step along the way and we go, all right, you've cheated. You know you're cheating. You want us to let you cheat. All right, don't ban you from playing the game. Let's keep you in the game. All right, we're going to let you play. Well, you you dramatically overestimate people's like reasonable. No, I don't. I don't. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. I know how unreasonable they are, and I know that it's so stupid it's not even worth delving into, but I would like to know at what level this type of person. I would love to know this the nuances where there would appear to be none. Do you know what I mean? There are no nuances. I can tell you right now because you can just look at the non-cheating version of this um which is fuck you bitch you trash guy who lost like i want to see even i I bet you there's only two flavors i bet you there's only two flavors i suspect for most people you're gonna either get absolute anger and rage or lol fuck this game anyway right because it's either absolute frustration at not being able to win or absolute apathy where you don't care about anyone else's experience in the game right mm-hmm. so like rage posting and or lol are the two valid outcomes here i would love to see i would love to see just like like is there any degree of variability in this at all and if not then there isn't you know but i would be satisfied either way fuck it let them suffer let them suffer in different ways yeah Start by, or we just send them to regular jail. <laughs> start by putting them in netcode jail, and then start making their weapons a lot weaker. Start making yeah, it just, but slow, very slow, very like really slow. slow. You start making their hurt box bigger. Oh my god! No, no, this no, Wooly. This is no, no, no. Fuck it. Don't make them play with cheaters. Let them play with everybody else and just like slowly weaken them. And make it weaken them until the to, to like offset the cheats and then more. Like so that it's You can't tell. <laughs> you can't tell. It you have to the guy has to be playing in the same way that like you're artificially boosted in Gears of War when you go online. In the same way, you need to slowly make those bullets do more less damage. Slowly make those shields and or health like 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 you know uh, 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 take bigger hits or regen slower. Slowly make the hurt box on uh, you bigger so that if you somebody in the chat suggested uh, artificial leg spikes. Yes, yes. Where you're lagging out, but everyone can just shoot you. Getting like getting shot rounding corners before you've rounded the corner. Absolutely, just more and more little little bullshit moments. Um, if if they detect the cheat and you become within like, because you know those cheats that they 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 they, uh, they aim button they lock on. So if they if they detect that you're cheating with that, if you become within line of sight of another player, you just die at level, <laughs> and then it then it fakes a kill cam <laughs> that they that okay they killed you. No, no. You see where I was gonna go with is <laughs> at level four. 
you will take damage from a random direction when no one is around you at some point. Oh, no one. Just you will no just, you, an invisible bullet will come from a random direction and hit you and, and not kill you, but just get you like looking around going, what the fuck? Right? Put you on alert. You will take some damage from behind. And you'll just be, and that's it. And, and like no one's around, no one's nearby, nothing has changed on the map. Eventually, the map starts lying to you. Eventually, the map is no longer real. The dots are completely in the wrong place. Your own team members go, are the you wrong go up color. To a truck, you go up to a truck and open the door, and then your character falls through the <laughs> What is wrong with gaslighting these people? What is wrong? Why just kick him out or stick him in jail? Why not like, have like, fun? Like imagine, imagine if PUBG like it took like five six minutes to get into a match, and then you got into like that test feature, and then like it's the frame rate started to die, and the game would crash, and that would happen over and over, and you're like, oh, this game sucks. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, at level seven, the countdown to start the game for you is slower. Than other players. <laughs> the literal yeah. countdown uh, is fucking slower. Do you... Um, there's actually a couple instances of um, this occurring, not in multiplayer games. Were you aware of... Uh, oh, oh, God. What, what game was it? It was Arkham's, uh, Arkham Asylum. When Arkham Asylum came out on PC, were you aware of what was going on? No. So the devs put up a pirate version of the game. And if you downloaded it, the game was missing grapple points. Oh, I think I heard about this. Yeah. And it was like wildly incomplete. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, like areas were impassable. Yes. Like the ga- the game was garbage. Yes, yes, yes. And you saw people on the forums just like what the oh, fuck? I can't believe can't, this shit is so I stupid. I can't grapple <laughs> yep, with it. Yep, yep, and, yep. And then the devs are hilarious. just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you got got. Uh, there's the serious Sam. version of Serious Sam, where if it's a pirate version of the game, like an unkillable yep. enemy spawns in every level to kill mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dude, it is the ultimate Gotham. There is no reason we can't play with our food, and the concept has now been christened gas lagging. Gas lagging. Gas lagging. That's it. Did you invent that, or did you nope, see that nope, in the chat? No, nope. that was pure audience. That was the universe. Okay, good job. Gas lagging. You guys, you guys did it. That's incredible. People, people need to start with jail, and then we go from there. <laughs> jail was just hey, dude, the beginning. We let, we let you out of cheater jail. Jail. We let you out. Everything's gonna be. Fun. Jail was just the beginning. <laughs> beautiful it's oh. oh 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 i got a i got a, a non-scientific anecdotal test for my Skullgirls example uh guy on twitter ran a spot test for Skullgirls versus sf5 
Uh, Skullgirls was set to any region, and SF5 was set to only four or five bars. Skullgirls took 25 seconds to get to character select, and SF5 took 50. There you go. Straight up. I hope you enjoyed my anecdotal, completely non-scientific example. Thank you, Calder. Appreciate it. Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise, launches on July 10th. Fucking sick. There's a good game to play. Maybe. Probably Will not. It? It'll be fun, <laughs> Is though. that the truth? It'll be fun, though. Is that the truth, or did you just lie? I lie. This may be an untruth. Hugely lied. Direct sequel to Deadly Premonition 1 takes place in present-day Boston. But it's also a prequel. Venture back in time to Le Carré. Do you did you uh, do you remember that it takes place in fucking the apartment from D four? No. It's 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 fucking dude's apartment from D four that they're hanging out in in Boston. So this is likely a sequel to D four as well. Hey, in the game, how do they say? How do they pronounce that? They pronounce what? The square. The square. Le Carré? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Le Carré. I assume it would be Le Carré. Yeah, Lucario. <laughs> no, I'm just reading the... It says, Deadly Premonition, a blessing in disguise as a sequel to Deadly Premonition, takes place in present-day Boston. Through unique storytelling, venture back in time to Le Carré and uncover the mysteries uh, buried deep within the once peaceful town, serving as both a sequel and a prequel to the original DP. Uh, follow Agent Davis and Jones as they begin a new investigation into the Le Carré serial murders. Through the memories of former FBI agents, go back in time to Le Carré and stop into the role of Special Agent York to begin unraveling the mystery. Le Carré. I hope that game's great. And also bad. It will... Yes. Yes. You see that trailer? Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Yeah, man. Assassin's Creed Val? Cool. Yeah. Skyrim gets another release. <laughs> Listen, dude. I have to say, right? There is melancholy that this timeline of setting jumps was not yeah. what we got immediately after Ezio. Yeah. I, I wish we jumped immediately to Egypt and then to to uh, Greece and then to fucking Valhalla because that would live up to the promise that we kind of thought they were going, excuse me, going for. And it would have kept, you know, something, something going. Perhaps yeah. fatigue would have kicked in anyway. But it, it really just sucks, man, that like now they're they're doing it. The last three games have been drastically different settings from each other. But you know The this is the era where Assassin's Creed takes two years to come out and the games are much better for it. So I'm glad that the games they really worked on like and gave the time to uh, are the ones that have the setting shifts. Could you, like, 
if they if it was a sat if it was AC one two Black Flag and then fucking uh, uh, um, Odyssey. What a fucking franchise! That'd be cool. What a franchise! Yeah, that'd be cool. You know. But then again, we thought America would be cool, and that game sucked ass. Yeah. It's more about the game than the setting. So, I mean, Odyssey and Origin were really good. Didn't even come close to finishing them. They're too long, but uh, they're really good. Uh, I feel like they are like a couple control tweaks away from making that game play really well. So I'm glad that the next shot is in a cool setting. So uh, the little big old CG trailer that they played, you know, um, to show you, to introduce the world of Vikings into Assassin's Creed. And they have um, a a nice proper up his own ass, uh, holy war uh, um, fucking um, Templar talking about the barbarians and, and all that shit. Uh, as we see, you know, them going to war and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, like, I, the, the parts of me that liked the promise of Assassin's Creed, this is, this is what fucking sucks. Cause it's almost like Naruto, right? The parts of me that likes the, or the original, the original little, mm, the little gotcha. When the battle is happening, did you watch it? The trailer? Yeah. When the, when the battle is happening and the dude gets up and looks over and he sees a hooded figure. And then a fucking I'm like who is that? And then a bird flies away, and he goes, "Odin is with us." And I was like, "Oh, oh, the fucking of course, robed assassin, not an eagle, but if you go with the raven, you can totally think they'd be like, it's Odin. Ah, uh, yeah, he did. Odin the assassin, assassin, yeah." And then I was like, "Ah, you know that's good. You did good. Nice tie-in. Nice tie-in. Bird, bird, Odin." assassins you you fit stabbing. stabbing you figured something out there and then whatever you know and then it's like so i i have to say something about assassin's creed which i think is hilarious yeah. i saw that bit and i had a very similar reaction yeah. and then we have a bit where uh, our hero yeah the viking man is fighting <laughs> the, the the centurion okay. big british dude or whatever yeah. and Assassin's Creed has become so far away from what it used to be yeah. that I was standing there, I was watching it, and I'm like, oh man, how's he going to get out of this? And then he stabbed him in the face with the hidden blade, yeah. and I didn't know what it was <laughs> for a second. It, it Unrecognizable. literally took me a second Unrecognizable. to realize, like, oh, yeah. right. Assassin's Creed. So do you know that moment happened for me way earlier in the trailer. For me, that happened when I was watching it and I was you see the Vikings on the boat and they're sailing and then like they're building up and doing their thing and the music is just kind of like instrumental. It's swelling up. And then I think it might have been maybe 15 20 seconds in, you get the breathy female vocals going, "Hey, hey, hey." And I'm like, "Oh god, we're doing western trailer thing." <laughs> we're doing E3 fucking trailer thing, right? And I'm like, you couldn't have just not done that, please? We couldn't just st- just make music that fits the setting and call it a day? And we're so done with the breathy female vocals, and it kicks in almost immediately, and I went, Assassin's Creed. Here we go. 
I uh, I really like how they announced this game. I think it was a really neat way to announce mm-hmm. it. Did you did you catch the stream they announced no. it in? It was like I think it was the lead artist for the game went onto YouTube and streamed himself painting the the poster for eight hours. Oh wow, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Like okay, guys. Here's the new Assassin's Creed That's game. That's a fun way to do it. And just starts drawing the box art slash poster. Nice. And it's like, oh, cool. Um, yeah. It was boss logic. Oh! Damn it, I'm stupid. Hey! I hate being so stupid. Boss logic rules. Whatever. I have a, I have a cat. To think he, uh, he fucking came from doing those, uh, uh... Uh, what was it called? Uh, not sh- was it Shaolin Show? Not not Shaolin Showdown. It was these these tournaments, these Street Fighter tournaments. It was something Showdown I, that it slips my mind right now. He did the posters for them, and then he did like a bunch of Street Fighter art, and then just became this fucking dude that was making official posters for Marvel and and for uh, uh UFC. And it was like it was crazy, and I was just like, man, this dude like this FGC artist. Almost just Shadowloo Showdown. Thank you. Shadowloo Showdown just kind of built up his fucking rep from there. And now he's a goddamn pro. It's 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 awesome. Um, yeah, man. Uh, the other thing in the trailer was, uh, you know, you see them like walking by and it's like they slaughter the innocent and they have no discretion. And you see like a, a, a mother and child are running away from the village and the Vikings like, go on, get out of here. Hurry. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what it's a Viking, like hyper specific five year period. They're going to use to like dance around. What a bunch of scumbags. We- that, all remember when the Vikings went to the woman and children and said, get out of here, hurry, quick. We're only here to burn the village and the men. <laughs> like, uh, I forget, like, they're, they're basically, they're going to be dealing with a, uh, a British monarch of the time yeah. who, I forget his name, but he has, like, The Great as his subtitle because he was, like, friend to the commoners and, like, like a, a grand noble king and he's being like Alfred the Great and he's like evil here because he's fighting your characters who are in pillaging England <laughs> like what 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 fucking like game of historical jenga are they going to have to pull i don't think <laughs> we're going to see it but if we see a black viking I will give you this $20 in my hand. <laughs> I will give you $20 if a black Viking appears at any point in this game. Even if it's like the side quest guy, and even if they have a really good explanation, even if they have a Yasuke style explanation for why he is there, I will give you $20. Mm-hmm. That is a one-sided bet. Why do you have an American twenty? Ah, uh, it was it was it was nearby. Oh, okay. I keep because you know how you when you go when you like I don't want to keep changing. Yeah, you come back with this worthless, and money. then it's like you're like, do I have to fucking change it back? And you're like, no, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna just. Use I'll it just again. save it for next time. Because that yeah. annoying dude at the airport is always really shitty about the currency exchange. 
So, you know, yeah. I don't know, dude. Anyway, we'll see where it go. We'll see where it go. But the idea of the get out of here, kids, get out of here. It's <laughs> just like, right, right. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, mercy and pillaging, I believe it was called. That's what the Vikings did. It was all a yes. It was all a a, a, a Templar, a Templar uh, fucking propaganda piece. Oh man, those Templars, jerks. Well, anyway, um, not much to this one, but it's kind of crazy that it happened. Biggest leak in Nintendo history. Um, massive dump of documents that uh, basically show everything from the Wii era source code, uh, block diagram data sheets for every uh, console, uh, going back to the creation of the Wii and 3DS era, DSi as well, um, documents, planning implementations, APIs, the full SDK, um, iOS um, implementation as well. Basically, every official document that we had doing our jobs back in 2004 to 2006 was dumped online and um alongside that came um like some wild ass shit like a uh, 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 space world 99 demos you know um mm-hmm. um debug builds of of pokemon blue and yellow source code builds uh gold and silver source code internal lists of everything nintendo uh, uh had up until that that era um 3ds document it's crazy crazy basically I, everything I, from mid-aughts and before nintendo has has been dropped online and and and, and it's so fucking that is a wild security leak i'd say it's one of two things but probably both things one you know people's home computers are not as secure as the work computers that they usually work. How about that? Especially when they're having to do work from home stuff. I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, everything runs like shit when he's working from home because the company is very serious about their security. So when you send anything to a coworker, it has to go back to the server at the office and then back out the other side to somebody at home so like it's secure but it runs like shit right people who are not doing that yeah and i say the second thing is that now that people's um shit is not nearly as secure as it used to be it's a great excuse to just fucking throw all that shit up there and be like oh yeah man work from home it's crazy oh man whoa must have hacked it from somebody i don't know whoa i mean there are well, yeah. It's like you eat what, what you either have no idea how that shit got out. That's well, crazy. there's there's multiple there's different ways to do remote uh, to do uh, work from home. You're either working on you know uh, uh, something that is remotely attached to the server or your intranet, or you can just do screen share and uh, remote desktop viewing. But in either case, there are absolutely security risks. There's um, Earthbound sixty four footage, dude. Like crazy whoa that crazy shit things that were like teased on kiosks you know that were only ever little demos like earthbound 64 like there was just like that fucking a couple screenshots and that one weird old trailer 
from I think like a space world or something like it, it, unbelievable, you know. Um, in any case, uh, I can say that like th- with most like with fucking I'd say like eighty to ninety percent certainty here that this is the type of leak that calls for an a massive restructuring of everything security wise at N- Nintendo. Or open open book. Open book. Just tell everybody everything. Well, I mean, shit. Like the only saving grace here is that this is not current. But it's still, you know, I don't get it, man. Like, I, I know some friends of mine who are like, oh, it's a bummer. All this leak stuff. It's you know, everything's getting leaked. And all I can think of is like, fucking sick! Leak everything! I want to know about games that are going to get canceled for sure. I... But are still technically in development. Okay. Uh, allow me to take the boring, healthy middle here. That is measured wooly, measured wooly take. I wish there was more transparency. I think there is a gulf of appropriate ground we can land on in between showing off old shit transparently Mm -hmm. and not putting out source code (laughs) i think source code leaking for a game is extremely wild and extremely not good for that company i'm gonna shrug and be like okay some fucking 14 year old pokemon games got their source code leaked yeah yeah what a no, disaster. I know, I, I get it, and it was apparently it was through like, the IQ system. Uh, it would be, but you know. but I I get I get, dude. What if Scalebound j- exactly fucking playable demos for Scalebound just came exactly out? right something that'll never happen otherwise? Fuck it, why not? It's it's over anyway. Sure, please do. Um, and people are gonna reverse engineer those old games to get to hack them to turn them into whatever the fuck they want anyway. You know, I mean, look at fucking Mario 64 or uh, Mario Odyssey 64. Someone made Mario Odyssey inside of Mario 64. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that it would be cool to have more transparency about canceled projects. You know, even if you don't want to talk about like why we decided to cancel it or if you, if it's embarrassing to say that we spent money on a thing and then it wasn't very good, so we canceled it. It's not, you know, that's not something that like sounds good to say, but like, yeah, just be, you know, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. But you know how many fucking Capcom prototypes hit garbage mm -hmm. cans? Mm hmm. I want to play all of I wish. I really wish. When it comes to when it comes to canceled shit that we're never gonna see, I'm all about it. But like, please, please let us get the whiff. Let us know. I want to touch all of it. I wa- dude, I would fucking kill for like half an hour on Capcom fighting All Stars. Just give me thirty minutes on that game, man. I feel like Capcom canceled like a total of like fifty percent of all the games they fucking started work on in that era, like the PS2 era. It's it was so ridiculous. Yeah, I think there are five Resident Evil fours. Two of them came out. Yeah, um, it's it's it's, it's kind of wild. Of course, you know, 
again, the nature of leaks is that they always have uh, different sources and or backstories behind it. In this particular case, um, again, it seems like it came through IQ. So. I don't know what that is. Um, That's smarty pants. The home video game console that was manufactured by IQ, a joint venture between Nintendo and Chinese-American scientist Wei Yan, after China had made uh, claims of banning video games. Okay, it was the um, the N64 for China. Oh, wow. How the, how the fuck does that link up to the, all this shit? I think it's because they shared information. Because it was basically... Oops. It was basically like a, a unique console that was made... Um, for that gen and they shared with them like dev information and games and things that would come out uh 2003 era whoopsie doodle that would make sense mistakes were made mistakes were made um anyway so there's all that um a couple of quick things here to, to just touch on um, so we talked about how those Ultimania books were being translated last time, the moment, uh, the, the exact moment that we were recording. Yeah. And um, they have now had about a week to translate a lot of the Ultimania FF7 stuff. So to... Uh, Basically confirmed everything that Max said. Mm, there's a lot of that. Uh, there's a breakdown of... Um, there's a breakdown of the visions that Cloud has throughout the game and and the exact nature of those visions. I'll, I'll say that. In, including the guest appearances. And uh, there's two things. One, uh, a confirmation that this game is uh, was, in fact, the end of the uh, compilation of FF7. So... Told y'all. Told y'all last. Took a week. long time to get here, but this is this is absolutely what was supposed to be the end of that original compilation, as well as a um, another confirmation that the second part of this game is in the current stages of planning. So uh, they're not. It'll be a bit. They're they're not sitting on it immediately. Yeah. It'll be a bit. It'll be quite a bit. If they if it comes out, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine it being announced for next year? Like, wouldn't that just well? There's a weird. Wouldn't that be the scary interview in there where they're like, if we make the next part really small, we might be able to get it out in two years. Well, that's what. And everyone's like, no one believes stop. you. Stop! Please stop. It. That's such an obvious like, lie. Why would you? Yeah. Do this? So the, the like, if I saw something like 2021, I would just immediately be like, "Fuck off with this!" Like nobody wants this. Please let it stay in the oven for more than. I'll 12 believe months. three, but only if the like the fucking scope is like toned down. Well, look, you just finished telling us all about Resident Evil Three, and how that was oh, a remake yeah. of the third game built on something that was they established already but it's a short ass not as fulfilling they cut just a bunch of that, that, that's not good that's not fun at all yeah. so take the time man you know 
Like, we can sail past Fort Condor. That one sucks, but, I mean, the rest of it. <laughs> I want to know what the beach is going to look like. I want to know what it looks like to stand and have a casual conversation with Hojo. <laughs> with Hojo and his girls. <laughs> Just fucking sitting in the sun. Casually. Oh, man. You know, there's a lot of fucking goofy shit in FF7. That, like... After playing FF7R, that one stands out like a fucking brick to the fa- like. It's so weird. Or the you know, because he's just ch- he's just chilling on a beach with girls, and you walk up to him, and you guys are like, "Ooh, I hate the part where you tried to get my friend raped by a dog monster." Ooh, okay, bye. By the way, her mom's dead, and he goes. Oh what? Wait, crazy. She died. You're like, what? Wait, <laughs> you're hunting down this girl and going through the whole thing of, you know, oh her, her 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 DNA and all that shit, and you didn't even know that her mom was like what? Anyway, ah, wacky details. Wacky. Man. I'm I'm expecting there to be some sort of like, um. You're walking through like a fucking skywalk and you look down at the sand and he's there and you guys go, what the war? And then you get there and he's gone. Uh, I like put some guards and uh, like have uh, have Aerith like guards. Are, guards is not enough. You'd you'd fucking push. Uh, you cut through those. Ha- have it in a way that it's like, dude, no, come on. If you if you go down there, they'll catch us. Something. Fight. So it's just something that I, I, I honestly it would no, But like guards is not enough of a disincentive. When have Roche sitting on the fucking patio next to him. F- fuck it. Why not? But it can't just chill. It. it can't just be we're not gonna go over here, guys. The guards are saying no because you will combo the shit out of them in a heartbeat to get to him. <laughs> it needs to be him in the distance, and when you get there, they're gone. It needs to be ridiculous yeah, in that way. I, I will not accept anything else, you know. Or yes, uh, <laughs> just put a fall, small fence in between them. Plague. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh yeah. A little bit on. of Dark Souls rubble. No nah, man, here's what it is. Roche, Roche is like there. He, and he the, those two are chilling with their girls on their arm, and Roche sees you, and he waves. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, man." Yeah. Or, 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 <laughs> uh, you don't even really see it. You just you you go through the area and like you see, um, like on a TV screen. You know, here's some footage of our like loyal customers that love it and you see like hojo there in the yeah. background being like what don't get that camera out of here you know <laughs> nah man he, he mugs for the camera he's like this is my favorite place to get data on vacation you know whatever the fuck and that's it it's just like hojo was here once upon a time not right now though because that would be stupid <laughs> all right uh, and uh, lastly, we got uh, uh, we get a a two piece and a biscuit here. Got a little combo going. First, we have a rhythm first person shooter where you have to fire your weapon in time with the beat. It's called BP. It's called Gun Jam. What? what? I thought it was called BP. It's called Gun Jam. 
What are you talking about? Huh? No, it's a bit. <laughs> that would have yeah. been really, really funny. But unfortunately, I know what happened here. There are two games announced at the exact same time. They're the same concept. One of them is called BPM. Oh my fucking bullets God. per yeah, minute. I'm looking at the video and now. The other Jesus. game is called Gun Jam. <laughs> they were literally That's announced on the shit. same Holy day. Christ. The exact same type of game on the same day. A first person shooter. That's terrible. It's crazy. It's crazy. Gun Jam is one. BPM bullets per minute is the other. Yep. Check them out. That's ridiculous. Check them out. There's Steam trailers for both right now. It's it like like this is this we we talk about the whole like oh um weird similarities like with uh uh they look so similar yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think personally I think BPM looks like it's uh, hitting it a little bit harder. Yeah, me too, but Jesus Christ. This it's it's yeah, definitely give more attention to either of these than you would otherwise to offset their terrible terrible luck. Yep. Very unfortunate with that. It's a little bit of that uh, that infamous versus prototype problem, but infamous and prototype were similar-ish. Once you actually played them, you realize they were very different. These look exactly These are similar. conceptually identical. It's oh my god. I think that's so fucking nuts. Personally, I think BPM looks a little cooler. Uh, the, yeah. Just on a trailer level, I, I like what's going on there a bit more. Yeah. Feels like they've, uh, you know, figured it out a little bit on a reload to the beat level, shoot to the beat level, everything. That's pretty fucking sick. Play your vet, pick your Valkyrie. Yes, um, similar in synopsis. It, it's wild. It's wild, and it's it's unfortunate. It's it, but that's how it happened. You know. Hey, do you think FGC Dad listens to the podcast? I doubt it, but God bless FGC Dad. Because he just put up a fucking official lineup mock-up of EVO 2020. I fucking love FGC Dad. Fighting Herds, Fight of Animals, Skullgirls, MK11, yes. Goro, Kill It KI, Power Rangers, Rival of Aether, and Marvel vs. Yes. Satsui no Dado. Great minds think alike. Rivals of Aether, baby. Fan of the podcast. Rivals of Aether. Good shit. Yo, FGC dad rules. Give him a follow if you haven't. Life advice and fighting game metaphors. Um, Or fighting game advice in life advice metaphors. There's that too. So yeah, we got Gun Jam, we got BPM, and I really do wish, if I could edit reality, that we oh, we both only heard about the opposite ones and had to play a little bit of who's on first. And we got, <laughs> had like a moment of like genuine confusion. Who's on first? Yeah. But, um, but instead we get to move on to the third of the, of the combo, the Biscuit, an FPS game called Ultra Kill. It's retro style. Take a look at the trailer. Um, you'll notice two things about this game. One, it's retro. A little bit of that uh, Dusk uh, kind of vibe. Oh my god, it's PS1 retro. But there's something very important happening in the right-hand corner of the screen. I don't, I don't see anything. 
when the gameplay starts. I'm watching gameplay right now. I'm watching 31 minutes of the, of the game. Oh. Well, the trailer I saw showed off the game starts, ultra kill, title kicks in, gameplay, style meter pops in. Oh, that's good. FPS with a style meter. I think th- I think what might be the wildest thing, this is the first game I can think of ever to simulate the PlayStation 1's inability to fucking place textures on the ZX. Mm. Um, because it's got that weird ripple alongside all the lines that PS1 games have. It's fucking goofball. I would like to see... I'm sure there are others, but it's the first one that I can think the of. The concept of a style meter in a first-person shooter is something that like, I think we brought up... At, I brought up at some point, jokingly, mid-LP... I want to see what S rank looks like, and then I will I will cement my belief. I need to see what S rank looks like, because I have what it looks like in my head, and it looks a lot like what Doom Slayer does in a room. But uh, mm-hmm. I want it. I want to make sure that that's what they see it as as well. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. It looks like a PS1 version of of what Doom Slayer's up to. Crazy ass trick. You have a tiny little punch arm. Nice. Um, yeah. So that's what's up. So, um, you know, just in case people missed it, those last uh, couple games we talked about announcements-wise were Gun Jam, Bullets Per Minute, and Ultra Kill. Okay. Let's take some letters. Why would you emulate the way PS1 games do textures? That is the weirdest graphical novel. Because that, too, is an era of nostalgia we can tap into. It's so specific. It's an era we can tap into. Dude, we talked about N64 3D. Like, there is a look yeah. to that. You know? There is a specific look to that. And it's it's not quite the same as FF7 old blocky arm look. It's a little bit different. People are made of triangles. I, I, you know, it's it's a certain era, man. I get it. I get it. All right. Do an email? Yes, if you have a letter. All right. Hey, if you want to send in an email to castlesuperbeastmail at gmail.com, that's where you would send it. Indeed. Also, since we're in emails, that means the podcast will end in exactly 30 minutes or less because I am so goddamn hungry, Wooly. All right, let's get to it. First one comes in. Uh, Arliss says, currently listening to your podcast from a few weeks ago, and we were talking about a theoretical shame button. I would just like to share with you that Burnout Paradise in 2008 built in a shaming feature. In an online race, when you do a takedown to another player who has a camera, it would take a picture of the player who you took down at the moment you took them down so you could see their pissed off face in-game. Of course, I'm sure there was... There's a reason why that feature uh, uh, did not gain more popularity. <laughs> of course, I'm sure there's a way to prevent someone from aiming their... There's no way to prevent someone from aiming the b- camera at their balls, but the whole concept was pretty yep. neat, especially for its time. That's literally uh, why uh, the idea of playing of with randoms, uh, that and Uno, killed that idea forever. 
because there was no way to control what would show up on your screen. The G- I'm yeah, sure I'd, I'd love to see the GDD description. The game design doc has a paragraph where it's the most wholesome, fun, like, ha, get your friends photos as they're like, what? Oh, my God. I can't believe yeah, you, you took me down. The burnout implementation was like extra stupid. Because it was people that would, in many cases, be pissed off that you took them down. And it would take a second or two for the photo to actually get taken. Right. So you had plenty of time to set it up, get taken out, and then jump up and pull your dick out. Yeah. Takes a little bit more effort to get the, the full 180 to butthole. But unless you were ready. But unle- if you were ready, if you were ready, you could do it easy. So, you know, um, good idea on paper. No, not a good idea on paper. I, just, I disagree. <laughs> I, no, <yeah>. no. <laughs> failed, failed in concept, failed in execution. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Um, it's always, it always blows my mind when stuff like that happens because you always think that somebody is like, dude, come on, right? Like no one in the room. And then I think about it a little bit more, and I think, well, no, what actually happened was just pretend you don't know about it when you submit it to Microsoft, and so it'll be cool. I mean, that don't worry. That was it. a long time ago, before the idea of the sanitized game experience was fully integrated. I suppose. Uh, I mean, a lot. I imagine somebody in there had that idea, and either brought it up as something cool or <laughs> was th- realized that if they brought it up that it would maybe get taken out and so was quiet. It was just a little bit extra quiet. There's always someone on the QA team that knows. Always. Yeah. I, if there's anything I want you guys to learn from me talking about those days, it's that whatever you think uh, you know, was like a discovery was something that was in a database that just didn't get fixed. Yeah. We got one coming in from Lily saying, Hey, Fist Lords, ever since the Arms Full demo, it's been my complete uh, favorite fighting game. Among other reasons, like 3D positioning and the aesthetic, um, I like that it doesn't have combos like other fighters. Watching Evo matches, especially DBFZ with such long combos, it seems counterintuitive. What does learning long strings of hard-to-do combos have to do with the mind games? I love the other mechanics in these games like cross-ups and parries and the like, and I even like the inputs. It's just the combos that ruin the fun for me. At least in Smash, I have a good combo game, but there aren't typically that long and they're easier to pull off. What do you think of combos, and do you think a game... Could be as popular and hype like big names without lengthy combos. Love and thanks from Lily. All right. Well, I'm looking at a, a combo mechanics video for arms right now. So the game totally does. Have <laughs> it combos. does. You, they're high level and they're very short, but they do exist and you can do them. Uh, we went into them when we looked at arms on our episode of get into fighting games. So uh, the answer to this is really simple. Uh, the big combos are there to reward the, the correct guessing or correct neutral game. And the difficulty associated with them means that it's not free. Essentially. Um, Another way, you know, of looking at it of sorts is that there like are games that are designed with no combos in mind. Uh, Samurai Showdown is a great example of a game where if you want no combos and you just want the reward of your decisions, 
and or the punishment of your bad decisions, that's a game you're going to like a lot. Um, it, it gets right to the meat of it. The combos for a lot of people are a fun challenge in addition to the layers of mind games happening. And they almost do act in most cases as a single player component to fighting games. There is a, yeah, a lot of people like the, the creative expression. Exactly. Right. So for the reasons that we find devil may cry really, really fun, cause we're just beating up on enemies that have tricks to learn. But once you get past those tricks, you can do a lot of really fun things and by juggling them around and stuff that those games are, are, are fun because of that doing combos on a training dummy can be really fun for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, like there's a, there's a lot of streets of rage Four videos coming out right now, which I played by the way. That's good. I forgot. It's, it's just good. But, um, there's like touch of death combos in streets of rage Four on certain bosses. So, um, so the core of the idea here, uh, Lily is that combos getting done to you, is not as fun because you're not able to play the game in those moments. And I can understand where that feeling comes from. Uh, but for a lot of people, uh, the, the, the performing of the combo is is a really fun thing to do. And especially if you've practiced it and you've created one that, like Pat said, it expresses what you like personally about your character. You find a unique flavoring that's your style you put a lot of work into it and like you can you know stylishly basically you can add a layer of style to your gameplay that layer of style means a lot to people because uh remember functions versus functions is not something that is actually going to be commercially viable in many cases like the style the way a game looks the aesthetic the feeling a lot of that matters and so the combos are a same part of that not essential but still aesthetic based content to the game that people enjoy yeah and that could be it can be uh flashy as shit or it could be brain dead and the two that i can think of is like i uh, like there are there are combos in some of the hyper games or anime games in which you are pulling a character from the top of the screen to the bottom and then all the way to the left like just there you are beating them all the way around and that's really cool and then there are others where, like, Magneto got you in a corner mm-hmm. in Marvel 2 and is just doing his launch, 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 launch. I mean, that appa- that's an assist. It is associated yeah. with going, hey, hey, Yeah, hey, to your hey. assists. Exactly, right? Um, <laughs> personally, I mean, there's some shit you see, like, Marlon Pie do, you know, or... Like I saw a I saw a, a combo I you know I forget the player's name but someone posted a, a Dragon Ball uh, combo video where using Gohan they ju- they combo the the uh, the opponent in such a way where they literally end up behind them at points and they end up hitting them from the left and the right just by using their move aerial movement to get around it's insane it's so high skilled and crazy. That I'm like, it's the st- one of the most flashiest, stylish things ever to see. Um, another thing is uh, X-23 in Marvel 3 has something called the 300%. It's this really, really sick setup that lets you uh, kill the first character and then have enough bar to do her dirt nap level 3 on the two incoming characters afterwards. It's, it's wild. I'm getting into the weeds with this discussion. But the point is, is that um, every time we go look at... Uh, the Twitter account, uh, Sun High Legend. He has these really stylish videos you see of like combos in like Devil May Cry 5. And like that's something that feels good to do for players, right? So it is something that 
while I saw someone say like, but that's selfish, right? It's the same idea of a Wi-Fi player that says, I want to have fun at the expense of the other player. No, because that ruins the entire game. Whereas here, this is a momentary reward for doing the right decision, for making the right setup and reaping its benefit. Um, you can remove them, but it's something that most players do enjoy and that's why it is there. There are games without it though. There are games like Samurai Showdown where it just comes down to, you know, the 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 few strong decisions that matter. Um, but for the most part, uh, yeah, you're looking at a reward, you know, for for that. So, uh, and it's and it's mostly it's mostly style and aesthetic based, with the exception of Killer Instinct, where in Killer Instinct. While you're being comboed, you actively have to pay attention to the game because that game has an entire subsystem of combo breakers, which mean you can interrupt what's being done to you, counter breakers, which mean you can predict someone interrupting you and lock them in harder, or um, uh, 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 shadow counters, which again, play into the exact same setup where you're having a little bit of a rock, paper, scissors game while you're getting to to know your opponent and how they choose to like read and break and, and extend their combos in a way. So you actually pay attention while you're playing KI, you know, because that's an active part of the game. So I have a video example that I put up on my Twitter at 5.57 PM on a Monday, Eastern time. Uh, I put it up, and it is a Twitch clip to the person who wanted to know why combos can be fun on the podcast. It is a Twitch clip of a dude playing online against Big Band. In oh, there you course, go. Only to get caught with a happy birthday. Yep. Have him be comboed into yep. Oblivion while Big Band literally plays happy birthday. On exactly. The exactly. Nothing is cooler than that. Um, you know, I got invited to join the band when I played Skullgirls last by getting comboed by Big Band, and then his last move pulls out the trumpet and goes, and then Aura Aura's me, tuba 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 tuba's me into oblivion, and I'm like, I can't possibly hate that. That was the most swag fucking deal. I've ever gotten. <laughs> it was wild, you know? That type of shit is so cool. It's why we love these games. It's the it's it's expressive things in a fun and creative way. And I'm like, yeah, I couldn't interrupt that, but that was that was great, right? Um when you're playing uh so I talked about combo breakers in kill in KI, which are they're pretty simple. You just hit two lights, two mediums, or two heavies if you think that's the strength of the button you're being hit with. Um But if you're playing um uh, Guilty Gear or uh, Blaze Blue, a, a lot of anime games, there's a burst mechanic where while you're being comboed, you can hit a button to explode and pop out of that combo, but you don't get to do it often. You only get one, maybe two per game. And you have to very carefully choose where to use them if you don't want to take the damage you're currently taking. So again, combos become an active part of gameplay when you're p waiting to see a uh, when to use that burst because people who know you're going to burst can then stop the combo let you do the burst and then it fails and then as they're in midair trying to get out of it you either resume your combo or better yet you grab them as they're bursting and you do what's called stealing a soul 
Yes. I have a follow-up that makes that happy birthday clip the most applicable clip ever. That happy birthday, like, the style on from Big yes. Band. You know what that's from? Get into fighting games? It's from... It is from... No, no, no. No, the, the, the original. Not the original. Okay, I, what, what? It is from something called the Canopian Brawl, which is an online Skullgirl. How about that? That was a that was an online match with netcode solid enough to play Happy Birthday on. Beautiful, beautiful. So yeah, I hope that answers your question in a long-winded way, but um, I hope you kind of get the point there. But I understand where you're coming from, uh, and I would say yeah, there's there's games where combos are more exciting and engaging. But if you absolutely just despise them, check out Samurai Showdown. You might enjoy it. But hey. Online. And if you like some retro shit, maybe play Bushido Blade. Yeah. There are no combos in that fucking game. Combos are not allowed. All right. Um, real quickly here. Uh, Jeff says, Dear Castle Super Bork, I was thinking about games and shows that end where uh, it could be self-contained, but it also could be a cliffhanger. Uh, you mentioned how Last of Us 1 ended in a way that didn't really require a sequel. I agree. I just don't know why. Same thing for stuff like the first season of Stranger Things uh, where um, we get the, the, the yeah. Yeah, that little moment at the sink. So uh, it, it certainly implies mystery and there isn't a super clean victorious ending, but it doesn't require a sequel either. Could you guys help me think of a name for this and define it as some universal characteristic type of thing? Throw in more examples if you'd like it. Um, I would go ahead and say that if you're like, it's not a real cliffhanger. It's, it's a false cliffhanger. One might say it's a, it's a, a hill hanger, you know? No, I'd just call it an open book ending. Open? Like the book is open for more to happen, but it, it doesn't leave you hanging. Mm. It's, it's like the, but it's, I guess, but the open book ending, hmm. The open, like, I guess it depends because the open book ending doesn't always have to be like, I feel like the open book ending in my brain is more like, well, the world is ours. We've entered the, we've entered the, the new setting and we can do anything, right? That to me feels like it works there as opposed to like hard cut to a new threat. Hard cut to a new threat feels a little bit more targeted. Well, yeah, that's a cliffhanger. It it is. It's just when it's like not really built up, and it's just that last second. Yeah, like exactly begging for another season, forcing people to forcing the 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 the, the production studio or the um the network forcing the network to 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 get people frothed up from another season of something. Cliff baiting is pretty good. Plague cliff baiting is pretty good. I like that. That works out. Mm. Cliff baiting works out because it's not. It's not. You didn't yeah, it set was. it up, you know? You didn't set it up. It was an afterthought. You filmed it in post. And it literally uh, could be removed in... Take those five seconds out of Stranger Things. And you got nothing to go on. Yeah. I wish Stranger Things ended after... I, I do too. I, I didn't even finish the second I season. wish Stranger Things... Uh, Changed settings was an anthology. and characters completely. Yeah, I know. 
Everyone did. It's like a universal takeaway from it. It's the best thing weird. about it is the setting, not the specifics of the of yeah. the place and people. Um, sorry, that came out confusing. The best thing about it is the themes, not the specifics of the place and people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Fargo. Um, okay. Uh, and last one here. Uh, and this is a this is one that came in um, recently. I well, it was supposed to make it to us uh, a while ago, actually, but the, they they messed up the email address. But this comes from uh, oh, no. an anonymous GameStop store manager. I see. Uh, dear Super Beasties, I apologize for the length. Uh, and I'm going to have to self-edit out some of this stuff here just to be safe here. But uh, catching up on the cast, so I know it's a few weeks old. I also forgot what the Gmail was. So um, sorry if I went to the wrong email address. Wanted to share my story with you as a store leader at GameStop in this weird-ass time. I'm going to block out locations and things and yada, yada, yada. Uh, okay. Um, before I start the... Uh, Okay, so there were stores that were shut down based on outbreaks within them. Um, and on Dumamul week, uh, let me start by saying that the area manager on vacation, the area manager was on vacation for a week at the point that the Doom Animal Crossing thing happened. Of course they were. Of course Their they promised were. care package never arrived. They were told to just get their own supplies. Of course it didn't. Uh, when it was prime toilet paper hoarding. Uh, season everyone was sold out by monday it was already obvious that uh, covid was a thing there's no restrictions on any anything anywhere uh trades masks number of people in stores etc literally everything except uh my store was closed in my county uh censored um yeah. Had to close the day before, expecting all non-essentials would be closed as well. Me staring blankly at a pile of Wii's being traded in didn't feel like it was a closed county. So there being 120 plus pre-orders between Doom and Animal Crossing, I called my acting DM and said, Hey, I'm not comfortable doing this release and neither is my team. So I'm just going to release it on Friday. I was told that because uh, it mandated or whatever BS excuse from corporate, um, and it was not my usual manager, so I tempered my emotions, but they're also the messenger. But then uh, my manager, still on paid time off, calls uh, and says, we had realigned districts not two weeks earlier, says, I'm checking in. I heard some concerns about launches. I explained how it's n- it's not how it's encouraging a crowd. It's unsafe, not requiring gloves and the usual things. He listened and then tried to tell me how much safer it was because you can control the line. I get that. I'm still encouraging a crowd. <laughs> And this being a lower income area, people are very dumb and inconsiderate. I started getting a little emotional when I was met with what I felt like, um, go fuck your concerns. Uh, I Yeah, just do it. Just I do said, it. if everything is closed, why am I still open? Uh, he asked if I wanted to close. I said, uh, I care about the business, but at the same time, my safety and that of my team is 100% my priority. Uh, we're non-essential and the county is closed. Um, and the response was, uh, relax. The county is not closed. Let's not exaggerate. What else is closed? It's not everything. I responded with, do you want me to walk out of my door and rattle off a list of closed businesses? All, um, cause I will. And at this point, 
a regular in the store is basically hearing me scream over the phone. It ends with me apparently having to do the launch no matter what. Um, and uh, after being canceled, spending uh, the launch had finally been canceled by Thursday uh, after spending the week denying trades and encouraging online orders. Despite uh, that, I was told to get on a call at 930. Um, <laughs> I'm already at home drinking because I'm losing my mind. The store will be closing. Uh, if I want to be paid, I have to either uh, burn through my paid time off or go on unemployment. Luckily, I have over half a month saved up, but everyone under me doesn't qualify for paid time off uh, or they're new and they don't have any. So to make this, so I have to make this bittersweet call to everybody. I pride myself in building a small, tight team around me that cares about each other by setting the simple rule. If you're honest with me, I'll be honest with you, which makes it a little easier, but still hurts basically knowing uh, everyone here is not going to be paid for two plus months. Go in the next day for an hour, a few people, yada, 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 uh, revoked, censored, revoked. Um, and, uh, yeah, ignoring those details. Basically, uh, everyone ends up getting fucked in the store. Uh, no care packages ever arrive for those that did not. Um, when they, the main distribution center had multiple confirmed cases, they didn't do much. We talked about the care packages with the rubbing alcohol already and the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're evil piece of shit assholes. Yep. Um, and eventually I get a call to open my store. Uh, I'm at a crossroad <laughs> where it is risk my life to get a paycheck and I'm out of paid time, oh. uh, pay time off. Unemployment may have been a better option. So, um, yeah. Uh, now my store is doing online orders only with or without a blessing. I turn customers away for not wearing a mask. This is still mandated. And, um, my door doesn't unlock for anyone. They have to call service. And this is how I'm working for the foreseeable future. Uh, it only opens with, uh, uh, and I slowly bleed product out. I'm the only key holder. So, uh, I will not reprimand anybody that chooses to stay safe. The situation is fucked. Yeah, uh, can't a uh, GameStop can't go bankrupt fast enough. Never buy anything from GameStop, people. So th- this is this bad, is the story bad, of this is the place. story of people being exactly held at fucking, you know, employment gunpoint. Um, that's the human touch to what we already knew was fucking awful. Ugh. Sorry about that. It's buddy. garbage. It's fucking garbage. Well. I not only hope, that, like, I hope that uh, God. It's like. I hope a speedy ability to to get out of that situation and into better employment it becomes available you know it's it's not always possible because you never know what the circumstances are you know what i mean but dear god does that company need to stop existing and and do these yep. people need to find jobs where people aren't being told to put their fucking lives on the line you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, this story was meant to come in uh, a little bit earlier ago, uh, as when the situation was was hot. But as we saw it play out the exact way, this is just again, like you said, a personal touch on the matter, and um, you know, um, redacted details intact. In uh, uh, thanks for this for sharing that. Trash, fucking trash. Um, I I do say that like I I've I've heard people. Uh, pretty much confirmed they're like yeah in my head i was kind of you know uh done with this place but like that's the nail in the coffin and i'm like good like this is this is this 
And this is a fa- exactly. This is a a, a very you will, the, like no one's gonna forget this. No one's gonna forget this. This entire company was our. Oh, people are totally gonna well, forget it. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna forget it. Uh, this entire people have already. This entire company it. has been trash for years, but like this is one of those bits where you're like you've 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 lit in the you've lit the dumpster on fire. You know, you're wafting the winds. Mm-hmm. So enjoy, enjoy. Um. Yes. So, with that, we'll leave it there. All right. Well, this has been a fun podcast. You know what? Make sure to check out Wooly over at what? Sorry. What? No. Go ahead. I was gonna say make it, make sure to check out Wooly over at Wooly Versus on Twitch and <laughs> Twitter. Make sure to check out me at Pat Stares at on Twitch and Twitter. Oh, uh, Wooly's also got a YouTube channel. There Wooly you go. Versus. Watch and the anime. Also, uh, maybe if you like, check out. Maybe check out Peach Saliva over at her Twitch and Twitter. Also, to our American pals, well, actually, to everyone, stay safe, be careful, and to our American slash Washington State pals, uh, fucking, uh, if you see a bee, fucking start running. Carriers? Y'all have a good night. Um, uh, oh, no, the fucking murder bees, oh, dude. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well... <laughs> Anyway, um, I appreciate, hey, trust has been, you can tell her that trust has been regained with wholesome Kirby content that does not feature Well, hold on, let me pass that on. Trust has been regained with wholesome Kirby content. That does not feature scrotums. That does not feature scrotums. And, um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I... That's a mistake. I'm telling you that right now. That's a huge mistake. Well, anyway, I thought this was a pretty good episode. Yeah, I thought it was good. all right. We'll leave it there. Tune in next week for Wooly going to jail for N-word fraud. Tune in next week for a bad episode. Oh, yes, that too. 